Tune in to the Neil Prendeville Show weekdays from 9 a.m. on Cork's Red FM. Sindidi and our lines are open on a brand new number, 0818 Can I just say, just like yesterday, I don't have the traditional text to offer you this morning, but we do have WhatsApp. So if you want to get in touch with us by text, would you please WhatsApp? Same number, but do it on WhatsApp, 0868-104-106. Thank you very much. A little later this morning, I'll chat with uh, Michael McGrath, the Minister for Public Expenditure on all things energy and fuel and price increases. So if you have a question on that, you could always WhatsApp your question to 0868-104-106. But this morning, the mirror says price crisis to leave everybody. 4,000 euro a year worse off at least. And that will, of course, depend on the size of your house or indeed even the insulation of your house or how many children you have to feed and clothe and things like that. But the cost of living on average is 4,000. And remember, I was just thinking about this during the week. For a cost of living increase of 4,000, a lot of people would have to, would actually have to earn six, perhaps 7,000 euro for that. You know what I mean? So it's going to cost you 4,000 net, but you have to earn it first before it's costing you at all. So it's a lot more than 4,000, this skyrocketing uh, of prices and uh, the crisis that we find ourselves in. And a lot of the time they put it down through a thing called inflation. But the echo this morning says that there's going to be uh, some kind of way of tackling the cost of living. Uh, I, I don't, I just don't know. I mean, they, they, all of these sticking plasters that they put on things down through the years don't ever seem to make a blind bit of difference. And throwing a half a million now uh, at giving people a couple of hundred euro off their uh, fuel bills, it's not going to go far enough, really. But they're saying that um, the cost of living will be tackled, or at least that's what the uh, politicians want us to believe. While at the same time, the echo says that people are putting on their coats walking around the house and they're drinking tea before going to bed. They're that cold. Um, the Vincent de Paul this morning are very, very concerned about where people find themselves. So the bonanza, actually, with regards to this 200 nod euro that you'll get uh, for the electricity refund or the gas refund or anything, that will also go to people with holiday homes. <laughs> like, that makes absolutely no sense. Like people with a holiday home, anyone, uh, same me included, like, you just shouldn't be getting it for that. This just should be for the hardest hit only. Uh, so more on that in a little in a little while, but the plan to tackle it means, as the mail says this morning, the people with two properties, or whatever the case may be, will get double the amount. Uh, so, I don't know if they've thought what that one through. Papers this morning, you heard it in the news, you will not meet a nicer family than the Horgans. A wonderful, wonderful family. Uh, Mum and Dad are the loveliest couple, and just such kind people. And of course, they lost their beautiful son, Jimmy, who died the day after his third 13th birthday when he was sadly um, hit by a truck uh, minutes after he left school at Prez. Uh, just such a beautiful family. I remember chatting on the air with Ernest, his dad, where he said um, that he bear no ill will in any way, shape or form to the driver of the truck. In fact, he called round some days afterwards to the company where the truck driver actually worked uh, to say just that. Uh, that the family in no way blamed him for the death of uh, his son. They're, they're such an incredible family and it's such a tragic loss that they raised over €100,000. Certainly last time I checked it was heading towards €100,000 for the Mercy University Hospital because they were so, so glad of his care there in November of 2020. So that's the story from the Echo today and it also makes the examiner where they say bereaved parents reached out to truck driver after accident and the, there's lovely photographs of 
of Little Jimmy in the papers as well this morning. Uh, court case that closed yesterday is into that of Michael Knowles Sheehan. He's 76 years old now, a former scout leader, convicted of indecently assaulting a 13-year-old boy in the in a scout in the 1980s. He, he said in, in, in court, apparently, or whether he said it or whether he said it through his solicitors, that... He said that um, uh, the, the the man was a bit of a fantasist. Well, I can tell you one thing: um, he didn't. Uh, he wasn't a fantasist, and the jury didn't believe that. And um, Sheehan was found found guilty. He was told to go away and uh, put his affairs in order before he'll be sentenced uh, at a later date. So that's a story that makes the court reports. There's another one too, which is quite alarming. I have to say, quite alarming, uh, and it is the story of an 81 year old man. Um, who was apparently, the story goes that he was counting out five and a half grand on his kitchen table, which he had saved to pay for his own funeral. But he had most of the money stolen when a 31-year-old man who's living in Abbey Field in County Limerick, a fellow called Jason Coffey, um, called to the door apparently um, on July 1st, 2020. So the 81-year-old man is sitting at the kitchen table in Cantorc. Lives a simple life, according to the guards. Uh, he accumulated the large amount of money to pay for his own funeral. He was counting it. Coffee walked in and told him that he was after cleaning his gutters from. And he picked up the entire amount of cash, put down €150 euro and took the rest of it, apparently. Uh, so he was in court yesterday and now has been since remanded again in, in custody for sentencing, which will happen on the 18th of February. I mean, it's an awful, awful thing to do. And yet again, another story involve, involving the... We're all vulnerable, really, if we're taken by surprise, aren't we, to be quite honest. But the elderly, a little more so. Um, you know, you're talking about things that are ageing and ageing nicely. 705 days later, the high B bar opened yesterday. Still not a phone in sight. You can tap with your phone, but you can't use it. Great story from Morning English. We picked up on it and chatted with Rachel from the high B yesterday. Fair play, Ian. Or should I say, Owen, he was inside in the high B yesterday himself, I'd say. Not drinking on duty, I'm sure. Taking photographs and watching people being welcomed back. And there's a lovely story in the examiner this morning on that. Apparently, the Irish are the number one for love cheats. It's important to know that as we head into uh, the uh, Valentine's weekend, Valentine's Day on Monday. More on that throughout the course of the morning. And the examiner also said that you now have an extra option on Tinder. It's kind of a blind date option on Tinder. I don't know whether you'll end up and fall in love or meet the Tinder swindler. Uh, but on Tinder, apparently, you can get a blind date, which allows you to select potential partners without ever seeing what they look like. So you'll be swiping left and right only based on your chats with them. But did you know that Cecile, Aileen and Pernilla, um, these are the three girls who feature front and centre in the Tinder Swindler on Netflix. I'll talk about this a little, little later on this morning because at this stage you haven't watched it. I can't help you with that because the story's all over the place. You should have seen it by now. I don't mean to be uh, lecturing you or anything but I, I can't wait forever for everybody to watch it so I'm not doing spoiler alerts. But they now have launched a GoFundMe campaign uh, in the hopes of raising €600,000 for the three of them to repay all of their debts that, that they ran up by thinking that Simon... Levev was actually legit, which he wasn't. And there's fierce pushback now from people saying, why in the name of God do they need a GoFundMe campaign to pay back their own debt? Um, why didn't they make vast amounts of money, say, for instance, from the Netflix documentary, document, documentary itself? So, more, more on that with regards to the Tinder swindler and love and romance throughout the course of the morning. Uh, another um, product that has fallen victim to shrinkflation is Pringles that have just got shorter. And Sting has sold his song catalogue. They're just all selling it at this stage. And he sold all of his music for 220 million. 
I suppose it's like throwing apples into an orchard for sting. Actually, not actually. It's probably grapes into a vineyard because he's a, he's a winemaker these days. And if you're a Lego fan, then Lego are going to open their first ever shop in Ireland this summer. Unfortunately, it's Grafton Street in Dublin. But the Lego shop, you'd get lost in the ones in New York like you really and truly would forever. You'd be just crawling around looking up. Actually, talking about crawling around, I see that there's a caterpillar cake now launched just for Valentine's Day. So Colin the Caterpillar's fallen in love at Marks and Spencer's, apparently. So check that one out if you're into love and chocolate cake. The Neil Prenderville Show. All right, busy morning this morning with lots of giveaways, which I'll tell you about in about 15 or 20 minutes' time. But I want to tell you a story or share a story with you that was brought to attention to me first off on my Instagram page, you know, just just chats coming in and out from members of the family regarding the sad loss of Connor. Um, And it's the story of, uh, in November 2021, Louise, Dean and Jack received the worst news they could possibly have. And that was that Jack's brother, Connor, a wonderful, playful, cheeky little three-year-old, was diagnosed with an inoperable brain tumour. And he quickly went, say, from playing like a normal three-year-old to even struggling to walk and talk. Uh, unfortunately for Connor, um, um, the, for, you know, just Jack's brother Connor, the news wasn't good. Um, and I want to just chat with Teresa Kelly because they want to bring, uh, I'll, I'll say no more about it and we'll just talk through the story with it because, of course, this is a Cork family that I'm talking about. So, Teresa, good morning. Good morning, Neil. Thank you so much for it, having I'll me. i tell you what, it's so, it's so heartbreaking because last, was keeping an eye on, on, on Connor's condition, of course, and um, you were very, very hopeful, yeah? Yes, you are indeed. Poor child didn't get a chance. He got no chance. It was so so rapid. None whatsoever. So from diagnosis to the time he passed, you're talking nine weeks. Nine weeks. Very, very short. Yeah. It's it's not fair. Yeah. And this is in, 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 is this this London, Great Ormond Street Hospital? Um, He passed at home. Um, So it would have been John Redmond, uh, Radcliffe. Yeah. In Berkshire, he was in there. And yeah, Teresa, can you just can you just tell us a little bit about the family? Because uh, the Cork family in the UK, isn't that right? That's correct. Yeah. That's correct. Okay. Uh, Louise moved over there back. Uh, she's there twenty four years now at this stage, and she made life for herself over there. She met her husband there, and they married, had the two kids. Um, but now, since the sad passing of Cork Connor, she wants to repatriate him back home again. I know. So they are coming home, and he's going to be buried here. So Louise is packing up bags. She says she doesn't want to live there anymore. She wants to come home. Okay. So this this is where her home is. Where where is home in Cork for Louise? Churchfield. Yeah, Churchfield. Churchfield. So she left yeah. Churchfield all those years ago. Yeah, um, twenty four years ago. Met Dean. Yeah. Fell in love. Got married. Yeah. Two, two beautiful boys, Jack and, and Connor. Boys. Is He's Jack is Jack Connor's older brother or younger brother? Older yes. Uh, yeah, Jack is eight. I mean, the diagnosis of a brain tumour must have been an absolute shock to them, right? Oh, it came from nowhere. Yeah, and then to find that it was an inoperable one. So what kind of treatment did Connor get? Everything was hopeful towards the end. They started him on a bit of chemo. So he had a week of chemo tablet at home. And then they were going to give him another week of it with the progression of it going on to radiotherapy. So there was hope there for him. But unfortunately... Two weeks ago tomorrow, poor Connor took a bad turn at home and he was rushed to hospital. We all got a phone call Friday afternoon that he'd only always left to live at that stage. So we all we all left home, obviously, and got on the first place and went over. 
Connor was taken home um, with Louise and Dean back to his own home where he passed on the Monday. So it was the 31st of January he passed uh, in Louise's arms. Oh my um, God almighty. Yeah, so... Little three-year-old. Uh, yeah, which is very, very sad. It's very sad. He didn't get a chance in life. What kind, of a, little, what kind of a little lad was he? Was he a happy-go-lucky, cheeky chappy? Oh, yeah, exactly. Up to every gentleman's going. He'd be nothing like his big brother Jack. And uh, Jack <laughs> would have gotten into trouble over himself because Connor was up to everything. He wanted to be out and about, kicking the soccer ball, either on his bike or scooter or something. Um, up and down from the school, Louise, every single day when he'd bring Jack to school and he'd stop me, talk to everybody on the way. He always had something with his knee because he fell. And it might have been falling two weeks ago, but he had to tell everybody when he saw my knee. My knee is sore. I know. You know, I so... Know. All the bumps yeah. and scrapes that they get. Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. And to see him going from just a smiley, cheeky little thing to the way he ended up. So, so quickly. Yeah. So quickly. Thankfully, you were there to console your sister. Yeah, we all were. The whole family went out. My brothers, my sisters, everybody. We were all there. My mother was there. We were all there with him. We See, you don't know what to say because, uh, like... No. You know? No. Were you there when he we passed? Didn't. Yeah, we were all with him. Oh, yeah. my God. Yeah. So, now the next thing for <sighs> us is because Louise wants to come home with him. So he has been repatriated back on the 22nd of February. We're, all, we're going over next Wednesday because it's a service for her friends and things over on Thursday. So we're all flying out for one niece, Kate, at the moment because apparently she's not in media family so they won't give her an emergency passport. So um, whether Kate's going to be left at home, we don't and know. And is, is Kate a family member? Kate's my niece. It's my brother's child. And we have our flights and everything. What the hell? No, like, I don't understand yeah. that. Like, would they not just give the yeah. child a, an emergency passport? Yeah. It can't Apparently. be that hard to do. It's not, because it's only a renewal. And they told her she's not immediate family, so they like, won't get she's it. She's family. What's this, this immediate yeah. or distant nonsense? Connor's a little exactly. three-year-old lad who passed away. Let the exactly. little girl go to the funeral. Exactly. Can we call them so and tell them to cop on? And we've been on to a TD as well, so I don't know whether they're going to try for us, but at the moment, it's it's a no-go. It's a no-go. Listen, I'm talking, to, I'm talking to the Minister for Public Expenditure in a few minutes, time, Michael McGrath. Do you want me to ask him to get it sorted, or is it too late? No, no, I, we're not flying out till Wednesday, okay. and if it's, if it's, we have to drive to Dublin to collect it, then by all... All right, what's, is it Katie, Dublin. did you say? Kate, Kate Kelly. Kate. Okay, thank you. I'm just making yeah. a note of her name. So how many no. of you are travelling over to the UK they, for the service? There's 30 of us. 30. There's 30 of us going And then on. you oh. will come back, all of you, with Louise with and with Connor. Dean and with Jack and little Connor. And Connor. Yes. And so what will happen then home. upon the return to Cork? Um, O'Connor will have him at the end of Shandon Street and then he's going to have his service, which will go to Groan Church, the Ascension, and he will be buried out in Kirk upon in Kerry Pike afterwards that's going to be very hard tiny little coffee very very it's going to be yeah it's going to be horrendous absolutely horrendous it's not the passage of life it's not the way it's meant to be you're never meant to bury your children you know it's not the circle of life it really really isn't so um, but what we're trying to do now yes. for, for the three of them coming home is 
trying to get them a home. Okay, so talk to me. Talk to me about that. Them. Talk to me about that. Yeah. Because they're packing up everything over and they're moving back home again. And as you know, with the property these days, trying to get a home is very, very hard. But they're, we're, we're trying our best as a family on this side to try to organise a home for them, a job for Jean. We're trying to do everything before they have to worry about these things. We want to take this worry off their shoulders. Yes, I know. We want to do this for them. That, that, I, know, I know Louise, as you say, is, is an Northside girl, but I think Dean is yeah. as well, isn't he? No, Dean is actually an Englishman. Okay. He's from, he's uh, from Okay, it's just said here, Dean from Churchfield originally has been a hotel maintenance man. That's not right, no? No, no, okay. no. Okay. Um, it's Louise, yeah. But yeah. Dean has been a hotel maintenance manager since 2003. You have no problem getting a job. You're crying out for people Hopefully. like him. No, no problem whatsoever, Hopefully. I'd say. Hotel maintenance manager? Absolutely. Yes. 20 years experience? Yeah. Chalk it down. Yeah. yeah. yeah so, so, so to be honest with you, this has hit, this has hit Louise so hard that she just wants yeah. to come home quickly. Yeah, she and wants stay to be with home, family. wants to be yeah. with family, yeah. Yeah, she wants to have Connor here. She thinks it's the best place for him, that he has every family member that can come and visit him and talk to him and these things. Whereas if he's in England, then his family is not there, she said. Now, I know Dean's family is there, but I know. her family is and not And will Connor be buried with other family members that have gone before him? No, this will be just their own family plan. Oh, for it's God's sake. Yeah. Tiny little coffin so, and a tiny little plan. Yeah. yeah. How can people help, Teresa? Just a home. That's it. If we can put the feeders out there and see if they can get our home, that's all we want. When we say a home, we know what you mean, as in a three-bedroom semi, you know, that kind of thing. But um, are you talking about the suburbs, north side, city, county, satellite towns? Does it matter? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Just where she has her own front door that she can close. Okay. That's it, basically. That okay. she can call home. Okay. And is there a place that you've been contacted directly in the event of somebody reaching out following our chat? Yep. My phone number, my mobile. I'm contactable all the time. Is that the 085 number? Yes, that's can indeed, I, yeah. Can I give it out? You can, of course, Okay. Yeah. 085 143 5740. 085 143 5740. Have you contacted estate agents and property management yes. companies? One very big one is Rose Properties. Another one is. We've contacted. Have, have you? Nothing. Okay. Yeah, we have. We've put the features out there to a lot of people. Have you got in and touch with First Choice Property Management, people like that? Absolute Property Management, people like that? Yes, we have. I have rang around places personally and. Nothing. Okay. There's absolutely nothing out there. They're saying. Do you mind if I make a call to one or two of them? Yes. Thank you. Yes, please. You don't mind. No, no, I feel quite helpless now because I can't promise anything. But I'll do my. I'll do my very best, and the people who are listening, I hope also will attempt to do their very best. Oh eight five one four three five seven four zero. Um, let's see what happens and what the coming days bring. All right. Yeah. Um. Before Before I go, I just want to say a big thank you to everybody out there that. Businesses who have donated to the um, the raffle page, and there's a benefit night also that Laura Carey uh, from Delta Two is having on the 25th of February to fund for his repatriation and things. And there's a lot of uh, singers on the night, and the harp going to be singing on that night. The harp bar is it? Yeah, at the harp bar on the 25th of February. What day of the week is that? 
It's on a Friday. All right, good night. So people should bear that yeah. in mind. They'd be part of a fundraiser. Okay. okay. And they've been so, so good. And then just say thank you to everybody who's done amazing work for us all and for Connor. Okay, let's see how the coming days play out, okay? And uh, we'll, okay. We'll, we'll be back to you. I promise you, we'll do our very best. I'll, I'll make a couple You're of right, personal thanks. inquiries myself at 12 o'clock. I have a couple of... I can't promise anything. We'll see. Patrice, nope, I'm, so, nope. I'm so glad you got in touch with me through my Instagram page because otherwise I might have missed it, all right? So thank I you for know. that. And listen... I appreciate everything you've done. All right, Thank girl. you so, so much. All okay. right. Okay. All right, Teresa. Okay. Take care for now. Back after the break, you can WhatsApp by text. WhatsApp 0868104106. Neil's got a new number. Call him now on 0818104106. Yes, indeed. And remember, we're WhatsApping for texts this morning. WhatsApp 0868104106. Very important because there's a lot of happening with regards to giveaways and things like that. Also, it's a free food Friday. So if you're getting involved in free food Friday with Oak Fire Pizza, you need to WhatsApp who you are and where you are to 086-8104-106. So this is usual. If you know the drill and you're a regular listener, this will feed up to 15 of you. It's the six big, big, large pizzas with sides, wood-fired baby potatoes. Love a good spud me, wood-fired baby potatoes with garlic bread and dips and drinks and homemade mini cheesecake tasters. <laughs> All the cups and the cutlery and the napkins would be a big party. So 15 of you. So text who you are and where you are. By WhatsApp to 0868104106. And we'll do some shout-outs. Uh, we'll start the shout-outs around about 10 past 10 this morning. As well as that, uh, Cork International Hotel, right across the week, have been giving me some wonderful overnight stays. And this is the fifth and final one. So it's a one-night stay for two people. Welcome drinks, breakfast, three-course dinner, which you can swap if you want for their fabulous new Sunday lunch offering at the Cork International Airport Hotel in the Atlantic Restaurant. So all of that, wonderful overnight. Uh, private cinema screening with sweet treats. Popcorn, I suppose, or crisps and chocolates and soft drinks and whatever you, all of that at the Cork International Hotel. So we're looking for your love stories, your stories of romance and all sorts of crazy, wacky stories like we've been getting all week long. So that's all involved. And just one final thing then, this is right across the day. Uh, Cork's Red FM are love bombing today with the Spitjack on Washington Street. So I have a 100 euro voucher to give away to spend on dinner at the Spitjack on Washington Street. So we've got these love bomb songs, just clips of them, right? Considering that we're heading into a Valentine's week. And I know Valentine's Day is Monday, and we'll talk about that later on. But it's kind of a Valentine-y weekend because of it. So love bombing. So a 100 euro voucher to spend on dinner at Spitjack on Washington Street. When you hear this short clip again, sometime between now and midday, get on the phone, 0818104106. I love that so much. We'll just play it again. Okay, so listen out for that. Get on the phone. Call it 10 wins when I play it again. Back to the phone lines we go on this Friday morning. Alicia, good morning. Oh, can I just say ahead of you, Alicia, there's been a three-car pileup, lads, on the killer side of Castle Martyr. I hope everybody's okay. Three-car pileup on the killer side of Castle Martyr heading west. So drive with care and slow down. Alicia, good morning. Hi, how are you? I'm just picking up from other callers across the week um, who are finding it so, so difficult. Rental woes. Go ahead. It is difficult, especially for people in like their late 20s, even though like, you know, we can be working full time. Both me and my partner, we still can't afford anything out there. And when we do, it's cover and molds. So we moved out in April. We were both living with our parents and look, I turned 25, he turned 24. We were like, 
about time we move out. Yeah. We found an apartment in April. Um, it looked lovely on our first view, so we were like, yeah, we'd be happy to take it. I'd say we were there about three, four weeks when mould started appearing. Why didn't um, you see it first? Was it painted over? Or what, what it do you was think? painted over, I'd say so, or even washed off, because the first few times when I tried to wash it off, it came off, but it came back within days. Okay, but what was know? the, and the rent on it was a grand a month, was it? Yeah. Okay. One bedroom, two bedroom? Two bedroom apartment. Okay, city, north suburb, side north side. And you know, you know yeah. the, the way things are at the moment, that's not too bad. Well, not north side of the city, north side of Cork, so we're talking north about Vermont. Okay, now <laughs> yeah. we're talking. Okay, well, you know, that's different. Yeah. yeah. No um, disrespect so to Vermont, it's a lovely town. <laughs> but, it is. Yeah, okay, okay. Um. So, like, the mould was the first started appearing on the ceiling and then all over the walls. So we obviously notified the landlord. Um, now, it took us a couple emails, a couple calls. It was quite a good few months. It wasn't until August till we got a response. And this is now in from May on May. to August. Yeah. yeah. But because of this, you ended up in the CUH. Yeah. So I have an asthma um, and I had a mold problem in my previous rental house that I was renting with my parents and the mold actually got into my bloodstream and my lungs so I had to go to CUH to undergo many tests now and it is live in my bloodstream um, live did so, you say yeah so I'm on inhalers to cure that I've been loads of, and loads of gels and drops from my eyes as well because like my skin now is all dry from it. My eyes are all dry from it. So, but like, can I just add, because you had asthma, and I know your boyfriend has asthma. Yeah. So did yeah. the CUH diagnose anything like, say, chronic inflammatory response syndrome or anything like that? Um, no, not really. They just said that they can find traces of mold in my bloodstream. Um, and then, to be honest, it was very funny. I used to go into the CUH and they used to put me into this glass bubble and I used to breathe in and out into this tube so they could test my breathing yeah um, but then that's what that, that's how they picked it up as well that it's in there mould in um, your bloodstream yeah, yeah and in my lungs and everything like so I've been on inhalers I've been on medication and like I have an actual letter from my doctor stating that I should move out the property because of the mould okay you could have SIRS you know which is uh, a mold, which is mould disease um, but, could yeah, yeah I, I could um, and why was you know why was it on a one thousand euro apartment? Why was your electricity five hundred euro a month? Is that, is that right? We yeah, so we weren't allowed. Um, so we have to have the windows open all the time. So after we complained about it, they said it's our fault basically for not having the windows open enough and heating on enough. But like you know, we have heating the the, amount, the normal amount as normal people, and the windows open as well. So, no, explain that to me. You were paying five hundred a month for electricity to yeah. heat a, to heat an apartment, not a apartment. So we have the night storage heating in the apartment. So they're very expensive as it is. But we also bought extra two heaters for each bedroom to turn them on to heat up the apartment. To try what to kind get of heaters? Um, just you know the the electricals that you plug in. The bar heaters. Yeah. Were they on all the time? Yeah, because oh, we have because we have, because we have to have the windows open all the time. Ah, now, sure, well, that's why your electricity yeah. is five hundred a month. And we're not allowed to dry our clothes inside the property either. We were told that this is what's causing the mold. So we've been taking our clothes and drying them off in our parents' houses. So we also have to chip in for their electricity. You know, 
and this is this is all you just, uh, like we, you need to get out we, of there you know like, yeah but like, see the thing is there's nothing that people our age can do because even if we want to you know do something and bring a case against them landlords and letting agents always have one over us and i've got onto TD, tds i wrote emails i rang and there there's no regulations for these, these things and you, you, what, know, you you are you also saying that you wouldn't get your deposit back which is probably a grant yeah yeah, yeah. so they were saying because we're breaking the lease early obviously we're not allowed to well we they can't give us back the deposit but physically i can't stay in a property covered floor to fucking ceiling sorry in mold you know it's everywhere um our furniture got damaged our clothes got damaged um i had one picture of my nan my nan passed away six years ago and it was like an old frame it was very sentimental got covered in mold in a few months in a few months like i have messages from, from sending to the landlord in in august and I was like, look, this is cover of mold. I was like, I'm going to clean mold. it up. Yeah, it's, li- it's, not, it's, it's alive. It's spreading. Like, it's green, black, orange, mossy. Like, it's absolutely disgusting. The it's places disgusting. people are being asked to live in now. And yeah. I, I mean, you can probably touch the dampness on the walls and smell yeah. the dampness in the air. Yeah, you can. when you come into the property, you can smell it. And our windows are wet all the time like condensation on the windows is dripping every day so badly that I have to put a towel on the windowsills and down by the balcony every single day I know but like you can't your health is really at risk here you know with mold disease and you can't maintain the windows open and 500 euro a month electricity bills no we can we physically we're we're putting ourselves in debt and like that's the thing like landlords are getting away with treating people like that and there is no rights for us, and the rent just creeps up and up and up. And like our wages, we can't phys- physically afford to get a two bed somewhere closer to the city to our work that's going to cost us one thousand four hundred. It's just it's not affordable, including your bills, including your food. And like we're working paycheck to paycheck, so like we don't we can't afford to go on holidays. Yeah, we can't when, afford to go out. Yeah, I know. You know, yeah, I can. I agree. I understand one hundred percent. You're telling the absolute truth. That's just the way it is. And the landlord has said what? Um. They, well, they said they got a they got a person to call out. Um, the person told us one thing when he was in the property, saying it's because the way the apartment is built. And then the landlord told us that the the person that came inspected told them it's because we're drying our clothes inside the house. We don't have the windows open, the heating on. Now I've never seen anything. You know, I was never. Have you tumble dryer though? Paper. Nope. Have you a washing nope. machine? We have a washing machine. There's no tumble dryer. So sure, tumble dryer washing. should become a, a standard in a letting property. Yeah. So I'm literally sitting in my car now with two bags of washing because I'm bringing them to my parents. You know. It's so hopeless, isn't it? I mean, it's just it story is. after story of how people are treated and even, in the conditions. And even if you do go on daft, it's like you're lining up with loads of people and they ask you for all these references and it's actually degrading. Yeah. It, it is degrading. So I actually had a, a call recently about a property and he said he's not accepting any foreign foreigns. And I was like, well... I was he's not accepting any what? Any foreign people. She, she can't, what would he say that for? It's a stupid thing to say. Yeah, it's such a stupid thing to say. And like, Joe, I'm actually originally from Poland. So, like, when he said that to me, I was just like, yeah, I don't want your property, so I don't want to be dealing with that. That's, you that's didn't ask him why he didn't want foreign people, did you? 
No, I didn't because I'd love to you know, know what? Why. Yeah, I wasn't getting into the conversation about that, but like, it's just getting ridiculous, really. Like, and you know, like we no, we can't, we couldn't even get tax back on the rent that we were paying. But like landlords and letting agents can get tax relief for because they have own properties and stuff like that. So it's like the government is only giving them more. So power. what if you start? I'm, I'm not. I don't want to get. I don't want to row in now on this between you and the landlord. What was? What would happen if you refused to pay rent? They could evict me. Yeah. 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 They could. Yeah. But you would go through a process where you'd be able to appeal it and somebody would listen to your case, though. The RTB uh, or Threshold. To be honest, Threshold, they're like, we've been on to Threshold and like they're they're telling you what's out there you know they're telling you your rights but initially you really don't have any rights so when I was back and forth with them and they're bombarded with cases they are and you know something they must be run off their feet now yeah. I'm hearing so yeah. much about the places that people are living in could you imagine the amount of people who are contacting Threshold yeah so like it took me two weeks to get a response back from them but like they've actually kept in touch with me saying they're extremely busy and all they said to me was like you can contact the RTB it's 25 euro to bring up your case but just to let you know, if you stop paying or if you leave early, um, you won't win the case because they can then they can reappeal your case and bring a case against you. I know because yeah, okay, so you, you need to keep paying yeah. the rent then. Listen, yeah. I, I wish I could give this more time. Here's I really, I, I really do feel for you. Um, I, I, I can imagine it must be awful, as well as the fact that all of the furniture is damp, all of your clothing yeah. are damp and mouldy. The picture frames of your grandmother is is mouldy. It's all over the walls and the dampness. I don't know who was building the it's clearly not your fault though. You know, these these were just bad badly built obviously. They might have been yeah. just, they might have been just thrown up, you know. Probably because they were built very fast and they're big apartments, you okay. know. So Listen, I, if if anybody gets in touch that might have anything that suits, I certainly will be back to you, all right? Thanks so much. Okay, I appreciate take care, it. Alicia. Thank you. you too. Bye. Bye. Paddy, good morning. Good morning, how you doing? Firstly, thank you for holding. You wanted to just pick up there on the um, the little bit of a fuel rebate or refund that you're going to get. Yeah. Is it the 200 bucks? Yeah, yeah, I want to pick up on that. Like myself and my wife talked about this, we're not so badly off, you know, and we can do without it. But we have to take it. You know, yeah. that doesn't seem right to me. Yeah. You know, and there's people there who do actually need it, and that's fair enough. Now, I just wanted to ask, and Michael McGrath, is he getting it? He has to be getting it, you know? And so that, I think that's crazy. And all the other TDs are getting it as well. And if they can't refuse it, you know, that there's something wrong there. There should be an opt-in or an opt-out, you know, for people. Yeah, like they said it's, it's, it's impossible to do that. I don't know what reason they gave them. It might be too technical. It's a, it's, um, it's a credit, you know what I mean, off your, off your next double yeah, month's they bill. They can do anything they like when it comes to the crunch. And it has to be done overnight. They can do anything. They can legislate, they can make change the rules whatever way they want to suit them. But there's no way that they should be able to take this money if they don't, if they don't need it. And they why, have and why don't you want to take it? We don't need just, just half a billion, I think, is how much is going to be used on this. Half a billion of taxpayers' money, not the government's money. I'm paying it, you're paying it, lots of other people are paying it. It's our money and it's, it's being given to people who don't need it. Welfare people should get it. 
they should get it. Uh, people should have a, an option of saying, look, I need it. And people are honest. Most Irish people are honest. Okay. They will take it Okay, so you, you hold on there because I, I, I was expecting to talk with uh, the minister earlier, but it, it, he just ran over with another interview, I think. It's, it's unfortunate. So I don't have as much time with him as, as I thought. But I do have him here now. So you want to just ask him that question yourself? Yes, I do. Okay, please. hold on a second. Michael McGrath, Minister, good morning. Good morning, Neil. Um, listener here called Paddy has a question for you. Go ahead, Paddy. Hi, Paddy. How you doing, Michael? I just want to know, I don't want this money, right? I'm not that badly off. You know, yeah. I'm not rich, I'm not well off, but I don't want it, and I don't see why I should have to take it. You shouldn't have to take it. Other yeah. politicians shouldn't have to take it. There should be an option box there to take whether you like to do it that way or not, that you don't have to take it or gift it back. There's half yeah. a billion being wasted. A lot of it is being wasted on people who don't need it and people who do need it then. It's our money. I'm paying this money in. Other taxpayers are paying the money in and you're squandering it. You're giving it to people that don't need it. And the people that do need it, they're probably too proud to go looking for stuff, you know? Yeah. They're so well for people. They need it. That's okay. You don't need it. Thank you. You, did a, you did a much better job than I did with that question, Paddy. Let him respond and hold on there, Michael. Yeah, thanks, Paddy. Look, um, I, I understand the point you're making. We had to make decisions that we could implement quickly. Uh, when this memo initially came to government, when the proposal was that it would be €100 Euro plus that, uh, I did raise the question of an opt-out. Uh, could there be an opt-out provision there uh, for people like you, myself, and others who don't need the money uh, to opt-out? And that was raised with the Commission uh, for the Regulation of Utilities, and the answer to back was uh, that it was not possible operationally. They couldn't implement an opt-out system. Well, uh, you're, you're the Minister for Public Expenditure. Um, asking, perhaps, is not good enough. You should have told them. Well, I think it would it would have taken an awful lot more time to do and it was important. We felt that we implement this quickly. I, I accept Paddy's point. There will be people who don't need it, but there are also a lot of people who don't get the targeted measures because their income is above, you know, social welfare, income eligibility levels and so on, but who are struggling too. There might be people earning what would appear to be a good wage. I don't, I don't need uh, it. Who are I don't need it. Pay, I, I, I hate to ask, but do you need it? Uh, no, and look, uh, I'll, I'll be giving 200 euros to send into the poll, but that's just a personal decision. Um, there will be some people who don't need it, but there are many people who we don't really know their full story. They could have a high mortgage, high childcare, and then they don't uh, have they do then they it. don't have to te- then they don't have to tick the box to opt out. Paddy doesn't need it; he doesn't want it. Yeah, I, I accept that, uh, and uh, there and isn't enough. The poll, I can't give it to the person next door who needs it. You can't opt out, Paddy. Yeah, that that is the case, and it is an but issue I raised. I raised directly myself. There's no need for such a hurry. You can do it right. Take your time. You can do it right. It doesn't matter. Do it right and give it to the people who need it, not the people who don't need it. With the two houses or the three houses and uh, ministers and all those, they don't need it. Okay. Don't give it. But, but Thank Paddy, you, Paddy. I would just make I would just make the point that like it is alongside targeted measures. So people who really do need it uh, are also getting the fuel allowance payment, which is 125 euro that will be paid in the first half of March. That will be done quickly. They are people on low fixed incomes. They definitely 
definitely need it. Um, and I know you make the point about waiting, there's no rush, but like for a lot of people there is a rush and this is the time of year when people have the heating on a lot and March, April, we felt was the time this had to be done. If we delayed any further, there's no point giving a, an energy credit in the middle of the summer. Okay, know, so it wasn't possible to do that. Thank you, Paddy. God give you an opportunity to ask the question and I'm obliged to you for uh, listening. You, you also will give it to people who have holiday home lets. Um, that's another thing that you couldn't stop, no? People who have two uh, properties get it. Twice. Yeah, it, it is a universal payment, uh, Neil, so it does go uh, to everyone. It's €200 Euro included. So somebody that. with a house in West Cork or in Kerry gets another 200 as well? They, might uh, even they get it applied to that electricity account if they have... For a holiday uh, home. If they, if they have a live electricity connection. So it wasn't possible to um, split that so that they don't get them for holiday homes either. Like, I was reading Correct. some... St- like, Surely be to God in the techie age that we live in now, all of this can be done with a bit of software. I mean, we, we know, we know, I read it yesterday, that poorer people spend more on fuel. One of the reasons they probably spend more on fuel is because they're living in houses that are probably very badly burr rated. Yeah. Um, so they really are the ones that need it, not the likes of you or me or Bono. No, I accept that. Um, but look, you will have seen what we uh, published during the week, uh, serious improvements in the home energy grants, up to 80% uh, for some of the basic insulation measures, and then about 50% of the cost of a deep retrofit, which is beyond many people. I know that. I acknowledge that because it's very costly. Uh, and that's why we said, look, for people who uh, really can't afford it, we'll give 80% of the cost of the insulation that they need. Uh, we have a waiting list on the warmer home scheme that we need to clear um, and that is a priority because those are people who can't afford uh, any um, insulation or retrofitting themselves and that's our priority is to clear that. And so I know people give out about carbon tax and I understand that Neil, but the receipts that we're getting are all going back out. They're going back out yes. on uh, home energy grants uh, and they're going back out on fuel allowance payments and on um, more sustainable methods of farming and supporting agri-environmental schemes. So I, I, I know, but I can't get away from like, not a revenue raising I know, but measure. I just can't understand how morally you couldn't have got this across the line, that people who are desperate, who could have spent that €200 Euro on food or clothing or anything else, are not getting it while wealthy people do. But maybe that horse has bolted now um, yeah, yeah. Th- yeah listen I also because I wish I'd had more time but I don't but there were another couple of aspects with regards to the performance of the government and we spoke an awful lot recently about the cost of housing and indeed the cost of rental properties do you think you're doing a good enough job on that when we saw during the week that the cost of um, a house a 12 month uh, sorry the cost of a monthly rental for a three bedroom city house is now 1,539 euro a year a month, I should say, a month. I think there is a real crunch there at the moment. There is a lack of supply. And, you know, we are seeing small-time landlords leaving the market. Uh, we are now seeing supply increasing overall. Uh, we lost some time last year with COVID. Construction was shut down for about four months. But the number of commencements now is up uh, over 30,000 a year. And so we completed about 20,000 units last year, 20,000 the year before. It'll be much higher this year and higher again the year after. Yeah. So the, the answer here is supply. And like when I meet Cork City Council and I go through their house building program, Program, um, you know they have. Yeah, but that's. Really a, no, I know. I understand that, and I'm pushing you because I'm time. I'm time constrained. Okay. But we all know that. But that's down the road. I'm talking about the now. I'm talking about why Sinn Fein are saying that you should have a a, a rent freeze now for for three years. Michal Martin told me on the air last week that what worse the fact that 
I was wrong when I said that cuckoo funds, vulture funds and pension funds were buying up all of the homes in Ireland. He said that's not true. It doesn't happen anymore. It does. It still is. You saw it during the week yourself. Yeah, so look, I mean, two key points in that. First of all, in relation to rents, uh, there is a cap on uh, existing tenancies within the rent pressure zones, which is, you know, all the urban areas. The increase cannot be more than 2%. And if anyone is charged more than 2% of an increase, uh, then they need to go to the RTB and there are fines and penalties of up to €15,000 on any landlord that breaches the rent pressure zone. The figures we saw uh, from DAF during the week represent uh, properties that have just come on the rental market. They are advertised uh, rental costs for, for new properties or properties that have just come back into stock. Uh, it is not a rep- represent it's not representative of ah, well, you're clearly not you're clearly not looking at the rental properties on daft then. They're not these no. are not exceptional numbers. You, it's as high as fifteen, sixteen, eighteen hundred a month. No, I didn't say that they were the report that came out from DAF during the week is a reflection of the properties that they have uh, on the market. That, that is what it is. Yeah. But it is not a reflection of the rate of increase in rents for people who are in a tenancy. The increase there is limited to 2%. But I'm not talking That's about fact. people. I'm talking about people looking. Not people who already have. Sure, they're not an issue. They have somewhere to live. Okay, they're being squeezed right. with increasing rents. But it's the people who have nowhere to go. Like, for instance, a three-bedroom semi in Glanmire now will knock you back €385,000. And people can't even get mortgages now. And when they do, they're being outbid by vulture funds and property man- and by pension funds who are paying something in the region, I believe, of nearly up to hundred grand more than the asking. Well, look, first of all, that's why we are providing more resources than ever before to implement a record house building programme. But I'm not and asking, I'm asking what are you going to do about the cuckoo funds? Yeah, the okay, Hall, I'll, I'll the address that. said to me don't even exist. I'll address that and I didn't hear your interview with, uh, with the Taoiseach but government has acted on that issue. The only intervention that we want from these institutional investors is where they uh, bring about the development of units that would not otherwise be built. What happened up the country, there was a case in Kildare that kind of brought a lot of this to light, was uh, an estate that was being built under construction and they came in and they bought the whole thing, essentially. Uh, we have stopped that. Uh, they have a role to play in yeah, but You haven't stopped that. Charlie Weston would hardly say it in The Independent that cuckoo funds are outbidding normal house hunters by a massive premium. He's saying it like... so. He's an economist. The, the role that they are playing now is to uh, fund the construction of schemes that would not otherwise be built. They are not coming in now to, to buy under the noses of first-time buyers. Uh, the government has introduced a penalty stamp duty rate of 10% to prevent the bulk buying of homes uh, in developments, and we've also introduced changes to the planning system. So I read that report during the week, and it, was re- it was, had some data in relation to 2021, but even it acknowledged that in the vast majority of the cases where they had bought units, those units would not have existed if they had not funded the construction and development of them. Oh, like so it's look the at Cuckoo Funds being, built them? Uh, yes, they funded uh, the construction and development of them. You look at Cork, I mean, how many... But how, how, is many even, how is even that right? They fund it with money that they already have, knowing that they're going to get to, to buy them themselves... Now they're going to get all of the rent and the rents in Ireland are exorbitant. But the key point is that they are units that would not otherwise be built. Okay. And do you and not think we, that there are pension funds who have uh, staff members uh, just willy-nilly going around and just buying no, up individual no. properties? No. I mean, the impression that was given 
was that they were going around looking at an individual house and an estate and outbidding a first-time buyer. Like That's nonsense. Uh, the, the issue was the bulk buying of homes. That's what these massive institutional investment funds uh, w- were doing. And their role now is to fund and develop large schemes, primarily apartment schemes, that would not otherwise be built. The government has prevented them from doing it in relation to, the sch- to schemes that are under construction. But at the same, time you, re- at the same time, you realise for yet another year, year on year on year, an average month's rent would fund a €400,000 mortgage if people could get it. The money they're spending on rent, they could actually get a house if they were there or the banks would approve them. That is the case for a lot of people. Uh, the central bank decide on the mortgage rules independently. And, uh, you know, many of us have often made the case that greater account should be taken of rental history and uh, the rental payment record that somebody w- would have. Um, but they decide on the rules and the rules are, you know, so many multiples of a person's income. They decide on everything, don't they? They also decide that the interest rates that people pay for a mortgage or the interest rates that people pay for a home loan or a car loan is vastly higher than the European Union eurozone average yeah well those are decided by individual lenders and the rates have fallen in ireland and um, like i recall well campaigning for mortgage rate reductions when they were four four and a half percent uh, people are now getting mortgages at around two and a half percent but still you're right well above uh, eurozone average and that's for uh, for two key reasons one is the amount of capital that irish banks have to hold um which is imposed on them uh, by regulation and that's because oh, sure, of I know, just this, the, look, I know i know but it's always a good reason listen I'm, I'm out of time can i just i wish i had more but i'm out of time can i just recap no. again so you can't give anybody an opt-out who doesn't want the 200 you can't give more to those that need it and less than to those that don't can't and this was not a time a great opportunity for you to abolish that disgraceful universal social charge the usc it's not going anywhere it should shouldn't it this was a great time to get rid of it people are hurting uh, people are hurting and I think you, you have to see what we announced yesterday alongside everything else that we're doing and that we announced in the budget, much of which has only just kicked in uh, in, in January. Many people only saw the reduction in their income tax uh, in their pay slip in late January. We acknowledge that this is a really tough time for people facing high energy bills. The cost of living uh, is rising. Uh, this is a half a billion euro. We think it will make some difference. I'm not for a moment suggesting, Neil, that this will resolve all the problems and ease all the burdens that people well, are facing. Well, it won't for those that, that need it most. Okay. Yeah, we accept that, yeah. but there are there are key targeted measures there. And I would just finally make the point to you, if people really need help, and I've heard very harrowing stories during the week of single mothers, uh, lone parents making a choice yeah. between buying food uh, or, or, or we, paying we know for, of those. for eating. We understand there, that. There are supports available. We understand that, but I because imagine I imagine there's going to be an awful lot of taxpayers' money, imagine maybe tens and tens of thousands, flying you guys around the world for St. Patrick's Day junkets. I believe you're off to San Francisco. I mean, like, there's a two-page list in front of me of ministers and junior ministers and super ministers. Is that really needed? Well, look, Neil, uh, you know, you call it a junket. Uh, I don't. I regard it as a representative of the Irish government representing our country uh, in a major centre at a time of our, our national festival. And I will be using that time there. I'll only be there for a few days to uh, to meet companies who are investing in Ireland, investing in Cork. Who are you meeting? And 
Well, uh, the itinerary is being arranged, but... So you don't know yet who you're reading, but there will be an itinerary. There will be an itinerary. It'll be full on, I can assure you. And uh, I'm, uh, you know, looking forward to it, uh, to represent Ireland and send out a signal that Ireland is open for business. And do you know what, Neil? These things matter too. They matter to hotels here, restaurants here, to our airport. It's important to send out the message. We are open for business and uh, that's how I'll be approaching. Okay, uh, Minister, thank you for taking the call. Appreciate it. Uh, Thank you for making the Neil Prendiville Show the most listened to talk show in Cork again. Cork's Red FM. Um, great numbers yesterday in the Gen Law, and thank you to every single person who listens, and welcome to all of the new listeners as well. It's uh, great to be here. Meaning, one thanks to all of the team for being part of that journey. Fair play to all of the team and all of you who interact. Uh, let me give you a little uh, present in return. <laughs> Tomorrow afternoon will be a nice day to go for a bit of a stroll. There's a lovely article in Yay Cork at the moment that talks about five pretty Cork Cork walking routes with a good coffee truck um, on the route. There's nothing nicer than get an old takeaway as you're strolling along. So they give five of them. One of them isn't technically a coffee truck, but it's still a great walk. So one of them is the Carrigaline to Crosshaven walkway. Cafe Lulu is the charming coffee truck along the way there. Cargoline to Crosshaven. The other one is the Warren, which is absolutely marvellous. And the Drip coffee truck is there. Drip coffee. And you can also get a treat and a foamy flat white if you like. The Lee Fields is another beaut. And the Coffee Brothers are there. And they're there since uh, the start of the pandemic 2020. They apparently turned an old horse box like many people did into mobile coffee trailers. So the Lee Fields has the Coffee Brothers. And just two more quick ones for you. Garrettstown Beach has bean and berries smoothie bowls. You can even get a healthy breakfast if you're an early riser for the all-walk down Garrettstown Beachway. And finally, dear old Fitzgerald's Park, when you're up to have a look over the railings in at the busman's hut. And for a walk around Fitzgerald's Park, Nostalgia Cafe. Not technically a coffee truck, but apparently lovely coffee nonetheless. All right, so thanks to Yay Cork for that. Appreciate it. Now, Free Food Fridays, courtesy of ourselves and Oak Farm Pizza. This will feed 15 of you. So we're WhatsApping texts only at the moment. Not the traditional text that's down. Software issues there. So if you're texting me, text by WhatsApp to 0868104106. Who you are and where you are. Good morning to everybody at Dairy Gold Accounts Payable in Mitchellstown. We listen to your show every day. You keep us sane. Which is great because I go home then I drive people insane. And to everybody at House of Hair in Kinsale, including Sandra and Arlene. To Anne and all of the staff at Passage West Post Office. To the Puffin Ward at the CUH who love pizza. Morning Vince. Passage West Post Office uh, text came in a few times. So they're very anxious for pizza. Smith's Toy Shop and Mailer Street. They are a fantastic bunch working hard year round, especially Mags, Kira, and Abby. So happy Friday to all of you. To everybody at Scannell's Pharmacy and Balanine, please. We love pizza. We've been trying for years. Gillade Sciences and Carrick Tool. Hook us up for hot pizza, will you? Area Carpet and Floor based in Lehenna Moor would love pizza to start the weekend. They've got amazing fitters working tirelessly. O'Regan Tarmac would love pizza. So would Lisa. Uh, who's having her baby's christening soon Eric at Pro Valley in Maham Point they do a great valley got my car valley down there once years back it's very good so morning Eric keep up the good work to everybody work oh this is nice because there's a girl whose sister is heading back to the UK with her six week old son and she wants to give her a send off for the pizza party in Mayfield and then to the household filled with full time workers who are also doing college courses uh, and would love not to have to cook and a few more sparkle going back to do their first gig in Dwyer's tonight after two long years of no gigs and a near fatal road traffic accident 
The important word there is near, near fatal. At least nobody died. Awful injuries, but everybody went well again. Now, this morning, spark up. Guys and Dolls Hair Salon on the South Main Street. I guess there's a whole lot of loving at Guys and Dolls Hair Salon. Hope you're old enough to remember the original. Mary's, uh, Mary, St. Mary's Health Campus. This morning to Emma and everybody with mental health services for older people. Um... There's a lot of lads actually working on a site down in Mahan who are described as the hungry lads. So good morning to all of you, especially Damien, to the National Ambulance Service in the city, to the McKechnie Cleaning Services, Customware in Donnybrook Hill, Cloyne Veterinary Clinic and Irish and International Trading on the Tremor Road. Keep those shout outs coming. WhatsApp your text to 0868 104 106. Back after the break. Call the Neil Prenderville Show now on the new number 0818 104 106. Okay, so the weekend when you're out and about having your coffee and your walk in some of the places that I've recommended, you might well be uh, drinking Velo coffee. I only mention Velo because they've just signed a deal with Aldi. This is a car company. It's an extraordinary story. And all credit due to uh, Rob Horgan and all of his staff. Because I remember when he first got his very first coffee roaster years ago, he brought me in to see it. He was so proud of it. Just the very first one and the very first bags of beans in the cafe and restaurant on George's Quay. He's now signed a deal with uh, Aldi that will supply nearly 150 of their Irish stores. Um, with uh, breaking news this morning is saying half a million bags of coffee. That's what they've ordered. Half a million bags of coffee that started from one small roaster on George's Key. It's a, it's a superb story you know, of hard work and achievement and success. So well done to all concerned. Meanwhile, keep your calls coming. Pick up the phone on 0818104106. Lisa, good morning. Thank you for holding. No problem. And to Frank as well, who's on the air after you. You know, we're talking about a 200 euro rebate or a 200 euro credit note off uh, electricity or a gas bill. You've got bigger problems than that, don't you? Yeah, I mean, that credit will make no difference to me because I'll be homeless by the 1st of April. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You'll probably get it off the bill and you'll see it off your next bill, but you have nowhere to turn the heat on. When you've you've no home to pay an electric bill for, what difference does it make? I mean, the reason I'm in this situation, I'm I'm searching since the 30th of August to find a two-bed property in Mallow. The rents are just disgraceful. Give me some examples of what you've been... I've been a lot of the like my hat is a thousand property of up to a thousand um, everywhere that I've been to view so far they're all 1200 or more there isn't one that I can actually afford and I'm emergency foster carer as well so what does that mean I, an emergency foster carer? I'm an emergency foster carer so children who've been removed from their homes can't stay with their families if they've been removed on say a Friday night and there's no way to take them. The guards have moved them. I'm a carer that they come to. So you're off the foster care list if you're homeless yourself. Yes. So they're not only impacting me when I'm homeless, they're also impacting the services. And have you bid on something for... Tw- I mean, bid, you don't... I suppose, yes, I'm, but you do I'm bid 20, on rental properties. What am I saying? Well, you do. I'm, yes. I'm 21 years on the housing list. 21 years on an active housing 20, list? 21 years on a housing list. I've actively been bidding on CBL since it was launched on the 30th of November 2016. But you never offered anything. I've never been contacted about even an offer, even you get interviewed once you've been selected. None of that process has ever happened to me. In 21 years? That's got to be some kind of a record. 21 years. Not 21 months now, years. No, no. 2001, I'm on the list from since I lived in Castletown Roach. So you're on the county council list 21 years? 21 years. They reassessed me in 2012 
um, you get reassessed every 10 years. So I was reassessed again in 2012. It's now 2022. Still in the house. But 21 years since the first application is what I want to be clear yeah, of. when okay. I lived in Castletown Roach, yeah. Okay. How did you find yourself having to go on to a council list 21 years ago? Um, I was renting a small little apartment in Castletown Roach and I was only working part-time so I couldn't afford to pay the full rent myself. So I had to go and get rent allowance but to get rent allowance you then had to apply to put yourself on the housing list which I did everything I was meant to do. I wasn't earning enough to pay full rent, so that's how I had to do it. Okay. I couldn't stay with my family because I'm estranged from my mum's family. Um, oh, no, we won't say anything dad. about that, and your poor old dad passed away. Anyway, there, yeah. there are personal reasons for you, and I, I won't dwell on those. They're private. But um, what you find yourself now is in a situation where your landlord's moving back into the property, isn't he? Yeah, because they found themselves in a situation. So it's, it's like a total knock-on effect. And do you know the situation you find yourself in now and you're looking since August to try and find somewhere for um, a rent that you can afford? You can't put a couple of bob to it, no? To the thousand euro hap, no? No, and, and I mean, I'm, I'm currently not working. I, do, I am fostering, but that's not an income, that's an allowance. And I mean, that goes to the children that come to your care. They're emergency. They come here with the clothes on their back. Yeah, but if you were to get so, it, I'm just curious, is there work going that you could do and maybe then you might be able to supplement? There's absolutely nothing around here at the moment and I don't drive either, so it kind of limits where I can go and what I can do. And that's why I'm only searching in Mallow too because I need the transport links that are provided here. I can't go to a village, I don't drive, so I'd isolate myself more. And when you are fostering, you need to have access to public transport because these All children right, okay. do have... No, I'm just, I'm just, like, I'm just yeah. curious. And, and the worry of this has caused alopecia and panic attacks. Yeah, I've stress-related alopecia. <laughs> I mean, I, I'd be stressed if I knew that the clock was ticking on the roof over my house. I really would. Well, it's the, the second time it's happened on that. Second time it's happened to you? Yeah, 2018 happened again whilst in receipt of half and landlord had to repair the property. It was, I had to move out because they needed to do so much work. Couldn't find anything, went to the council. I was left in the car park of the council the day I was made homeless and had to ring the Patricia Messenger Show to appeal to anyone in Mallow had they somewhere I could stay for a night. And did Trish get you anything? The house I'm in now. Well, fair play to her. And she's some dealer, able yeah. dealer in fairness to her. Yeah. A great broadcaster, great worker. And to think that I'm in the same situation. And now you're back. So, I, I, I mean, you're talking to me. I, I'd suggest you call Trish again, you know. Yeah. You never know. I mean, she, like, she's on the air now. Every second person at the moment on the radio is doing the same as me. They're all every ringing second. appealing I know. for help. I know. I know. I know. So who are you telling? I know. I know. And, and what makes it sickening for me is I'm not in arrears. I've never missed a, a week's rent. I always keep the properties tidy. I'm, I'm a good tenant. Yes, so they'll put you in a, a B&B, will they? Or maybe a hotel no, room? No, that's not guaranteed. No. So fast? They tell you, present yourself as, at the council when you're homeless. They won't give you any information on homeless services. I'm in touch with Threshold. I'm in touch with Focus. Everyone just tells you, present yourself. They well, turn up. You see, I never understand that because on the day that you're made homeless, you also have yeah. everything that you built up in your life in boxes and bags. But and they, I swear I meant to put that and I don't ever get a reply. I can, I can show you all the emails. Just the I, practicalities I of life. Okay, I, I'm presenting homeless. Oh, and by the way, I've got, you know, yeah. half a van full of my life in, outside in the car park. Yeah, my, my life and my pets are there on the driveway, so. 
And it's a grand, that's it. You just have 1,000, you have no savings, nothing that you can put at all. I'm, I'm scrimping and saving at the, well, I'm trying to pay for my dad's funeral. And I'm scrimping and saving to try and get the deposit. So, not really. Your dad didn't have a house himself that you could move into or nothing like No, he, he was on the housing list for Thurless. And I had to get him removed after he passed away. So, I was still dealing with all of that when I get given the notice for uh, here. And you all alone in the world then? Um, like my my mum's around, but no, I'm saying as in you live on your own. You 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 don't. I you live know. on my own, yeah, yeah. Listen, you know, what I can tell you, I can say is that you never know who might be listening in the area where you're living. They may pick up the phone here. I'd call Trish as well and see if she can help you also, okay? Yeah. All right. You. Okay. Sorry for that. Sorry for that. If I hear anything, Thanks Lisa, have your mobile here and the lads will get back to you, all right? Thanks so much. Cheers. Do stay Thanks in touch with me, though, will you? I will do. Okay. I will. All right. Thank you. Thanks for Thanks. that. Okay. Listen, if Bye. anybody can help, as always, and I say that over and over and over again, and actually, in fairness, Lisa hit the nail on the head when she said every second person is calling radio shows, and that is the truth. Uh, but my number is always here, and it's open for anybody who wants to get in touch. Pick up the phone, 0818104106. You can WhatsApp your text to 0868104106. Now, uh, Frank, good morning. My apologies for keeping you so long. You're very patient. Morning. No problem. Good morning, Neil. How are you? I'm good. Um, you wanted to pick up. You you say the 125 euro fuel allowance, which is um, an extra as well as the energy credit, isn't it? Uh, it is. Yeah. Um, no, it's one of the so-called targeted me- measures that um, yeah. Michael McGrath was talking about. I mean, first of all, Neil, it feels like we're living in 1950s Ireland all over again. I mean, with that poor girl that was just down with you there. And I'd say you could probably fill a whole week of shows with stories like Very that. easily, Frank. Very you know, easily. I'd, I'd imagine. It's like 1950s. I mean, they had a chance yesterday. And they've just, they've probably left so many people slip through the cracks now. They had a chance to do something about rent. I mean, M- Michael McGrath done his level best to totally avoid your question over USC. Um, I don't think he gave any answer to it. But just on not way apart from not at this time, you know, we're not yeah, with borrowing, yeah, sure not with borrowing got, so high, kind of thing. Yeah, yeah inflation. But I mean, you know, we should probably change the national anthem to inflation once again. But I mean, oh the, my God, you know, if it wasn't so serious, that's quite funny. Exactly, but I mean, they showed in COVID. I think that money is not a problem. They can borrow money now at zero percent, more or less. What would you do with the borrowed money? What would you do? You know, something, Neil, I think, first of all, anyway, people who are low-income workers, I think our middle-class middle-class workers are being left all through every crack that's there. And you know that people on low-income uh, and people who um low-income a lot of the time, and I mean this in the most respectful way possible, low-income sometimes can result in, in housing that's not the greatest with regards to, say, insulation, could be bad with dampness, might be issues there. They spend pro rata more on fuel costs. On exactly. and More of their income there, goes on electricity. If they're, if they're one euro now, outside the limit, which an awful lot of them will be, but we won't fool ourselves. If they're one euro outside the limit now, they won't get anything. Except this 200 euro that'll be very hand- on your bill, that'll be very handy for Michael O'Leary and Bono, I suppose. But, but here's the thing why, why can't people opt out or why can't they say that it only will go to people on low income? The, the, rest, the rest of us 
really, it's not life or death. We're, we're not the people that the Vincent de Paul are saying are um, turning their heating off or walking around the house with coats on or drinking hot cups of tea before bed. I, exactly. I mean, you hit the nail in the head there, an, an opt-in or an opt-out um, clause. They're saying that they wanted to make to do it fast. And yes, we're hearing minister as the minister saying, we can't do this, we need to take time and study it and do it properly. I mean, Michael McGrath saying there's no good giving people something in June, July bills and that. So why didn't they just target the April bills for those on, we just say social welfare, and then work out the rest of it after that? Do you have a do you have a worry? I think you do that this extra fuel allowance uh, being paid in cash may not, in some cases, go to fuel. Is it? Well, I'll put it this way, Neil: they're paying us seemingly, from what they're saying now from last night's um, press conference and that they're paying it on Pat the week of Patrick's Day. So most people who get will get paid will say the Monday to the Thursday of Patrick's week. We'll get that extra hundred. They will, but listen, Frankie. Boy, most people are conscientious enough not to be spending it on booze or fags. They will use that fuel allowance properly. In fairness, well, would they may need to use it on food, on but clothing? Does it, but does it really matter if they spend it on food or clothing? It's well, needed. Personally, uh, personally, I don't think it does. Would it have been better to give some sort of vouchers? So, Jimmy, pick up on that. Actually, Jimmy, good morning. Good morning, Neil. How are you? You Good. do yeah. you do believe, just on Frank's point, you do believe that it will be abused, do you? Oh, certainly, certainly. By 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 minority, by minority. No, uh, like there's, there's no week or no day going by that, that on your show that you're hearing about uh, domestic abuse and all that. So, like, uh, through drink and drugs, that's going on in in various houses all over the city and Cork County, and you name it. But I think the the look, I, I'm not complaining. Jesus, I'm not complaining. But like. It should have been given out uh, on the, in the form of a voucher with the person's name on the voucher so that it can't be sold to another person for a higher price or something like that. It was given a food voucher that you can spend in your local town. Uh, because, like, it would be better to see food up on the table than going up a fella's nose or down a fella's throat. Well, yeah, I, I understand that. I mean, it, it, like all, all of these things happen. are abused by some, but you have to you have to think of the majority of people who will be delighted with it and will use it for the reasons. Come here, was I, 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 I'm not saying I'm not delighted with it, but you 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 have, you have a household with a husband and wife or partner, whatever, and a couple of kids. Uh, to Patrick's weekend coming up, and he wants to go, out, or maybe she wants to go. Out. They both know there's an extra 125 coming into the house, so it would be it could be used for that. Have a listen. Have a listen to this, right? Because this is a handwritten letter. It's not the first one that I've got from the same group of individuals. Just before you guys go away, now I've had edited this re- way down because I don't want to identify the family or the area or the actually anything personal about it. But they say we wrote to you before about this particular story and they tell me a lot of detail that I can't give out but they talk about a, a home where there's a top of the range there are top of the range televisions and stuff in the house how are they left to get away with this it's uncanny they tell everyone or the man one of the men there tells everyone he's on uh, 200 euro a week uh, drinking every night and every day he's not working uh, but what's, what's the worst what's the worst of the whole of the lot of it 
He's, he's also claiming off St. Vincent de Paul for clothes vouchers, food hampers. He also gets three bags of coal a week every Monday morning from St. Vincent de Paul and sells it for 15 euro a bag. Uh, he gives this to... Uh, this should be given to someone who needs it. Uh, this should be a good topic to bring up about the people that St. Vincent de Paul give to as opposed to the poor people and the people who seriously and genuinely need it. Not people like this. This is a disgrace. Um, just read about Vincent de Paul getting 275000 from the generous public at Cork who always give no matter what they have in their pocket. And then you have the likes of these people robbing people on the breadline. Their own house, their own car, their own medical cards, their own bus passes, their own pension, their own rent, and St. Vincent de Paul as well. Uh, they're not the only people doing this, but it should be stopped immediately. Uh, no wonder they can drink every night and day when they're not working and people staying in the house with medical cards themselves and claiming for everything. All these people are getting stuff off of St. Vincent de Paul and should be checked out. Check this one out. There's a, another one, a family um, that have their own house, a car each, two sons in college, um, superb holidays, top of the range, tellies, computers and everything, and St. Vincent de Paul call regularly. Surely the people delivering... What? I know that. I'm only reading. I know that. I mean, they're talking about specific incidents here. Surely the people delivering to them must know from St. Vincent de Paul what's going on and should report them. These are just two of the thousands and thousands robbing the charities. And we hope that you will do something to help us to stop this fraud. What do you make of that? In every town, Neil. I wanted to ask. In every town, there's St. Vincent de Paul. There's there's coordinators in St. Vincent de Paul who, who every year are giving updates about people in stress and people struggling, right? So I think that they don't know who have money and who doesn't have no, money. No, well, what point are you making? Should they? I mean, if they, if they, if they know of the circumstances, uh, like so I'm sure these people have already gone on to St. Vincent Paul and said, listen, your man, your man you're giving to coal to selling it for 15 euro a bag. Well, yeah, it should be stopped or they should have some checks and balances. And the worst part about it, Neil, is that an awful lot of the people who would need it most are too proud to go and ask. That's right. You know, I mean, I think that's very it's sad. Paul are delivering at night when it's dark, you know, because people are just uh, and, so embarrassed. And probably rightly so, and rightly so. In, you know, but in the cases that you read out then, yeah, maybe they should have some checks and balances, but how far into someone's privacy do you go, you know? Well, my, my, my point was there, look, that's, that's another day's work for the people that's in, involved in those organisations. That's their business. If they don't want to do their job, that's not, you and the three of us are not going to, going to sort that out. But my point was, the vouchers, it would have been a great idea, put it in the household okay. uh, vouchers name. Vouchers, yeah. Vouchers, not cash. Where that you can go into your local supermarket and get 125 euros, or even if you don't want the 125, get 60 and get there, 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 uh, that make up the difference at, uh, 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 maybe at later on in the week. Okay. It would have been a fantastic idea. And I got on to a couple of councillors. I got on to a TD who was in favour of doing it. But, I don't know, it, it never can. But look, that's, that's my tuppence worth for you. Oh, that's well. what I want to hear from people. They're tuppence worth. So thank you, Jimmy. And thank you, Frank, as well. Lads, if you're texting, text WhatsApp. WhatsApp, 0868104106. 
Thank you for making the Neil Prendiville Show the most listened to talk show in Cork again. Cork's Red FM. Okay, just uh, on that point with regards to St. Vincent de Paul, they got the Red Sea to conduct a poll on their behalf, right? Uh, to talk with people in different socio-demographic groups. And what they found was that uh, well over 40% of people who were surveyed are worried about their ability to meet their household energy costs, to pay their bills. Uh, over 40%, nearly half the people, nearly half the people, 66% of them were, 66% of single parents were absolutely at their wits end over how they're going to survive in the next six months, right? So there's the stats for you. While, while they decide then to give 200 euro of the March-April bill to people who aren't worried, you know, and can continue to put food on the table and keep the warm. Oh, okay, you're going to pay more, but it's not going to kill you, Right. Um, so they'll still get the 200. And those people who aren't worried and really will say, oh, it's terrible, you know, gas and electric's gone up and they'll pay it and they'll be able to pay it. They'll get twice that if they happen to have a holiday home. So they don't need it. They don't deserve it. Shouldn't get it. And anybody in that category should not get it. And then on top of that, that's 400 they'll get. And so those that really need it then will get the 200. Those that don't will get the 200 and those that don't that have a holiday home will get 400. So nearly 40% of people surveyed said they've cut back on heating and electricity, right? Nearly 50% of the unemployed said they've cut back on heating, electricity and food and food. Nearly 50% of those surveyed. And they're not made up like people don't lie. They're very honest and open about it because it is uh, all very confidentially done. So that's the world we live in. Uh, you can get involved. I'd like to hear your emotions, particularly if you want to get it down on paper. Email neil at redfm.ie. Can I mention also, on a lighthearted note, because it's Friday and we need to also be talking about the holiday weekend. Well, it's not a holiday weekend. It's a Valentine's weekend. I'll be doing an awful lot more on Monday. Today and Monday we'll be doing some flowers as well for Shandon flowers. I might hold the bulk of those for for Monday and thank you to Stacey for the beautiful bouquets because Monday is uh, Valentine's Day but I have a fifth and final giveaway for an overnight at the Cork International Hotel today's the last day of these it's an overnight for two of you with welcome drinks breakfast three course dinner or you could have the fabulous Sunday lunch offering in the restaurant and a private cinema screening with sweet treats at the Cork International Hotel so I want you to you still have some time left uh, to share your own text WhatsApp your story by text WhatsApp 0868104106 how you found love um, how you fell in love uh, how did the proposal go we've had some right wacky stories right across the week so keep those coming thank you for it lots of texts and emails from yesterday's programme and I want to do a lot uh, of those as well you remember I was chatting with Huey Mon yesterday well impressed with Huey so sensible so well spoken he's a very educated and experienced person he is he always brightens my day. Uh, this is on cancel culture. Uh, and of course, Huey, with the traveller background, he is of the traveller community, had some very interesting points, passionate points to make yesterday. People do not know. Uh, people do know, don't they, that Jimmy Carr is a comedian? People do know, don't they, that he's joking? People's sense of humour must have been affected by COVID. Keep this up and we'll have no comedy, no comedians, no sense of humour, no laughs, no opinions. In fact, let's not talk to each other at all in case somebody gets offended, says Bernie. David says, if they get offended by Jimmy Carr, what would Frankie Boyle jokes do to them? Jimmy Carr is a saint compared to Frankie. It's not as if you're forced to watch comedians. Frankie makes you cry with laughter while shaking your head, acknowledging the joke was beyond close to the mark. They are still great comedians, says David. This is, of course, to do with Jimmy Carr's offensive jokes regarding the Holocaust uh, and uh, gypsies. Isn't that guy an amazing speaker, Huey? I've seen him many times speaking on television. Huey needs to go into politics, says Cullum. 
Neil, for God's sake, the clue in the title of the show is Dark Material, says Frida. Don't watch it on, on Netflix if you don't realise it's dark material. Who cares? There are more important things happening in this country. People are dying. People are being made homeless. People are hungry and cold. Get a grip. It's uh, People are just looking for another five minutes of fame. No, Huey is not looking for five minutes of fame. I called him. Snowflake Millennials again. Jimmy Carr's a comedian. This is what he does. If you don't like him, don't listen, don't watch. If you don't agree with his humour, don't get involved. Don't watch it, don't listen. It's not that hard, people, says Karen. Uh, do people realise Jimmy Carr has been making similar jokes about the Irish, about paedophilia, and just about every other topic for years? He makes his living being offensive. And just one or two more, the people saying it's only comedy need to assess if comedy can go anywhere. For example, can a comedian make jokes about a child with cancer? Can a comedian make jokes at the expense of Down syndrome children, as Tommy Tiernan once did? You can't just say it's only comedy and whitewash people like Jimmy Carr and their behaviours. He is degenerate, says Kevin. Uh, Billy says he's just not funny at all. The people that paid to go in and see him are worse. Well, Jimmy Carr, I think he's playing the Opera House quite soon, isn't he? Got a few gigs there. Uh, I heard that joke, and he if he was I heard that joke, and if he actually listened to the full gag, Jimmy points out that it's a two-way system of a joke, and how it highlights that it wasn't just the Jewish people affected by the Nazi war machine. Homosexuality and gypsies were part of that hatred. Plus, it is reminding people not to forget their history. Really, Patrick? Uh, that wasn't really the joke. I mean, that's the history lesson, I think. Uh, I like Huey, but he must be looking for a bit of publicity. As for Jimmy Carr, his comments only serve as a reminder about all the other people, gypsies, gays, etc., that Hitler's lot killed. You only, ever hear, you only ever hear about the millions of Jews. I, for one, had forgotten about all the other ones, so maybe the joke was a good thing. Uh, thank you for that. Jimmy Carr is hilarious. If you don't like him, don't listen. He's cutthroat. I can't wait for him to come to Cork in a few months' time. So thank you for all of those. Keep those WhatsApp texts coming to 0868-104-106. How am I doing for time? I'm fine. Back to the phone as we go. Uh, Keith, good morning. Good morning. How are you? Okay, so let's just stay with cancel culture, of course, because Jimmy Carr figures he's, yeah. he is or will be or has been cancelled. Yeah, well, I think that's a bit, a bit much, really, to be honest. Because, like, if, like, if you think of, let's say, humour before the, as you just said there a second ago, humour, um, before millennials and snowflakes, um, like, if you, as I say, I'm sure you've probably seen uh, Blazing Saddles. Yes, that's going back a bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's going back a bit. As I said, I'd say you probably thought that was a funny movie. Everyone thought it was funny. Yeah. Because people knew that people were making the joke. Um, again, was was said like some Monty Python, so as the millennials and snowflakes today would think, oh, that's fierce offensive. But Thors and horses. They were, they were being yeah, or uh, I'd say or, like or, even only Alf, horses. Alf Garnet, right? you old enough to remember yeah. Alf Garnet? I mean, he, he yeah, that, like, that that would be just a comedy full of racism and uh, all sorts yeah, of but, uh, and and homophobia. Knew it was, yeah, and people people knew it was it was a, uh, look it was a different time. There was there, was, there wasn't uh, snowflakes falling. Yeah, but you know the people that were being place. joked about at the time, they weren't happy about it. Like they were living in fear. They found it offensive. They were yeah, but they were scared. You, and, look, yeah, but as the people people knew that the, a joke was a joke. People, as I say, everyone. As a lot of people laughed at those things, and they're there. Uh, it's only a joke. Yeah, no one's being serious. Yeah, a joke at the expense of a gay person who was being marginalised from society in a society at the time when you go to jail and it was illegal to be gay and it was illegal. You well, I, I, I don't normally mention anything about anyone about being gay or anything like that. 
as I said, the joke, as I said, it was only, only a joke. It was a joke that Jimmy Kerr said. There's plenty of comedians have said jokes like that. Uh, Billy Connolly has said stuff, but no one would ever bat an eyelid anything Billy Connolly ever said because everyone always thought that he was, he always thinks he's a fu- he was funny because he I did. I mean, he, funny I think he's the funniest funny man on the planet. I loved watching yeah. his stuff, and and a lot of it well, was like, at it was at a time when you know I probably suspended belief and found things funny that now I'm not so sure that they're funny. I don't, I don't, I'm not so sure that anything to do with gas chambers, the Nazis, and the Holocaust is funny. Well, it, de- it depends on how things are put across. If you put something across in a serious manner and people aren't going to find it, uh, say they're not going to see the humour side of it, but there's a, there's a humour side with everything. If you were it's sitting at the funny. Jimmy Carr gig, would you have found uh, a joke about that it was a good thing that gypsies I would, were I, 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 I would have known that. One second, the man, is, the, the man is not being serious. He's saying it in a funny manner and... Look, it that that does nothing wrong. There's nothing wrong with that, you know. What if you're, what if you're, someone, what if you're the traveller? What if you're the traveller in, in the audience? Well, it's when someone says it in a serious manner, then you know that it's there. Look, then it's not funny. It's the way someone says something and puts it across. Yeah, because what matters. Yeah, because I've said during the week that over and over again, comedians ask people to suspend belief when you come into a comedy session. Exactly, because yeah. it was they know, know that know, they're not being. But theory. surely there should be some places that are no go. You know, uh, like look, in all fairness, so, look, I, look, I'm sorry, look, if if we were having this conversation twenty years ago. Well, actually, we wouldn't be having this conversation if it was 20 years ago because most of the snowflakes weren't around and there was no millennials worried about everything. Look, it goes back, it goes, it does go back to an, the old, a very old saying, sticks and stones. I'd be a lot more concerned about the fact that most of the cast from um, Harry Potter no longer want to associate themselves with J.K. Rowling because she said that she was, uh, and, and Adele said it recently as well, that she's proud to be a woman and use the word woman. And she also said yeah. that biologically, a woman, uh, you can only be a woman if you're biologically born a woman. Now, clearly not everybody agrees with that, but surely, because God, she's entitled to an opinion. Yeah, well, look, every, everyone, everyone, can, everyone can have an opinion, but just don't force your opinion on other people as well. And do you think that she did? Um, well, look, I've, to be honest, I have never read anything by J.K. Rowling. Nothing. Yeah. Never read. Never, I, think, I, I remember. I say I watched. I say with Harry Potter. I think I watched ten minutes of the first movie. Yeah, I know. I'm just, you know, I'm just saying she's been cancelled. Uh, you know, like yeah. a, a, well, like Adele, like, Adele got um, called a turf because she said I celebrate yeah. being. Old. But like Huey, like you had on the radio there yesterday. Like he was brought up on. Uh, say he he was in the newspapers as well for being uh, say being racist. People thought he was being racist before. No, no, anything yeah, about that. I, I do know that he was a, a young gay man of the traveller community. No, no, but no, 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 I, I, I say we stay away from that. No, it was, he was brought, he, he, it was said before that he was being racist. But in, in a newspaper article, is it? Newspaper article, right, well. multiple newspaper articles. Okay, well, I, I'm going to have to take your word for so, it on that. And, so and, he, and that's, well, like, if you just, if you, like, the, right. if you just Google, if you just Google his name, it pops up straight away. Okay, well, would you mind like, if what? I did that? Because I don't do any wrong to the guy who's yeah, here yeah, to defend yeah, himself. Like, it's, okay. It's, okay. It's, it's basic, look, um, it's, uh, like, and, anyway, you, you say that the PC brigade or the wokey snowflakes yeah. are getting too much traction in the media these days. Yeah, yeah, it's way too much. Okay. Like, Okay. Come on, like, it's a basic thing. Grow up okay. a small bit. Okay, my man, thank you for that. Have a good weekend, Keith. Back after the break. You're listening to the number one talk show in court, The Neil Prendeville Show. It's the best.
Justin Cork on Red FM. I think the uh, reference there to uh, Huey and this allegation at the time of uh, being racist had to do with his widely publicized tanning faux pas years ago. You remember he got a tan and it was quite, quite, quite a deep, deep tan. It turned out an awful lot darker than planned, he said. Um, so you remember that? That was the story that was referenced there a, a while ago. Anyway, um, just, very, just very quickly, because if I don't do this now, I'll run out of time and i got about maybe two minutes to do it. There's a big blossom ball happening on the March the 5th at the Roadstone Park Hotel. It's a black tie event and I think I might have mentioned that uh, a week or two ago. Tickets for 55 euro and it goes to the great St. Killian Special School uh, on, on College Road. And I just want to have a fast chat with Susanna Flynn because she wants to put an appeal out there. See if we can help her to just get this across the line or across the dance floor if you like, Suzanne. Good morning. Good morning, Neil. How are you? I'm good. Uh, how's everything at the school? Uh, everything is going grand. Everything is coming together nicely. Um, and of course with the funds now coming in from the ball we'll be able to add some more stuff for the children so you're bubbling are you good. bubbling away bubble 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 bubble, bubble. <laughs> not myself personally you haven't like, been in the hot yeah. tub yet <laughs> no no only my own one but not, <laughs> not on the school <laughs> but the kids have been anyway at least right ah uh, yeah so look it's getting off the ground now and all the farms all are right. ready to go Close and stuff. you know all the all okay. the stuff is above board so okay. we're ready so to so big event roll. then in the Roadstone Park prizes include marquee tickets for the Coronas Ollie Murray River Dance, uh, lots of different vouchers, nights away in Killarney. So I'd encourage people to buy their tickets, 55 euro, March 5th, the Blossom Ball. But you need an LED dance floor. Well, I'm looking for a dance floor just to finish it off and I suppose to top off the night. That would be kind of, you know, to every local and stuff like that. They've that's all come a, on board. That's a flashing, lighty uppy dance floor like Saturday Night uh, Fever. Yeah, yeah. Just to, you know, just to tie in with the um, black tie, it would be nice if I could just get the, the dance floor now secured and I would be happy out with that then. How big does know, it need to be? <clears throat> well, anyone that knows the Rochester Park Hotel is the downstairs room, so... Uh, I don't know the measurements, to be honest, Neil, but I'm sure that can be sorted. Um, but yeah, it's it's just to finish off the the black tie event itself. I'd love to um, to have. Um, the wonder dance floor. You, wonder would you get? I wonder if Dan Noonan would have that. He supplies discos and gigs and equipment and jocks and all sorts of people like that. Disco two thousand. He might have disco two k. Did you try him, no? Yeah, no, I didn't, I didn't. Now, I did contact a few people, but unfortunately over the COVID and stuff like that, there's a lot of them gone out of business or they're not coming back into business I know. this year. Dan, the man is still You know, it's, 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 it's awful like to, to hear that like from companies and stuff, but even like with the with the, the stuff that I'm after getting already, like it, it's amazing to see, again, you know, the Cork people and how generous they are. And, you know, I have a fantastic uh, spot prize uh, after coming in from um, in, Enchanted Events where they're going to give me um, one of their domes uh, to, to fit as a spot prize um, where they come in and they set up a dome in your house and, yeah, and they no, set a stable for six yeah, people. Yeah, and brilliant. Amazing spot prizes, Aikens promotions. There's no How can spot. people get tickets? Uh, they can contact myself. Uh, my details are all over Facebook. There's actually a page on the Facebook, the Blossom Ball. Okay, so Blossom Ball on Facebook. So we need two. to, okay, I just conscious that we need to find an LED dance floor. That's one that lights up. There's different squares yeah. on it, I believe, and it all lights up different colours. So Absolutely. anybody in the business, anybody doing gig stuff and bands and jocks and DJs and things, or sound equipment, might well have one of those. i got a buddy called Sammy. Sammy might be able to source one for you, but let's get the word out there and see if anybody comes back Please, with an LED dance yeah. floor. Alright? Yeah.
again, again, many, many thanks to everybody that has come on board with spot prizes and everything already. Not a bother, and of course, yourselves for giving it a plug. I can't um, thank you enough. Okay, you know, but let's see. It'll be a great success. Let's see what comes back to me, okay, over the next few hours okay, or across the weekend. Perfect. Thanks, Suzanne. Cheers. Thanks Take care. Many. Thank you for making the Neil Prendeville Show the most listened to talk show in Cork again. Cork's Red FM. All right, you betcha. Some free food Friday shout-outs now as well for those of you who want to win our big uh, swag of piping hot oak fire pizza. Everybody working at Roadstone and Ballancolic are listening this morning, especially the dispatch team, Blarney Golf Club, Central Distributors and Toker Industrial Estate, Pallet Off Road, Extreme Fitness in Middleton, Euro Business Park in Little Island, Daft Truck Services. I love this. From Billy M at SOS Recovery on the Blarney and Tremor Road. There's 12 of us. He says, every oak fire pizza is such a creation. It's still the same price, despite the inflation. It's the perfect treat after working our play. It's even ideal for Valentine's Day. <laughs> well done, Billy. Well done, Billy boy. Um, staff of the East Cork Oil uh, in Middleton. Everybody at Magic Vacations in Kinsale. Morning, Lorraine. Kevin O'Leary Centra in Douglas are listening. TLC Unlimited Childcare and Blarney are on board. Right Price Tiles in Balancolic. Uh, Transport in uh, Ballyvalan. Morning, Rob. Uh, who else have we got? Boots and Half Moon Street are listening. The Planning Department of Cork City Council. Uh, Toker Tidy Towns, Little Island Dental Surgery. Uh, this is lovely. My beautiful children working uh, from home. You got the children working from home or you're working from home? Uh, no, I mean, children, like smallies. <laughs> anyway, morning to you, Yvonne, and everybody at, uh, at Glintown and Aaron and Melanie and all of the gang. Uh, ABC Childcare in Douglas, the staff of the book station in Douglas and Lock Credit Union. So you got 15 minutes now to WhatsApp your text to 086-8104-106 for our fifth and final shout-outs. Okay, and then we'll pick a winner. It'll feed 15 of you with all of the sides and the mini cheesecake desserts and everything courtesy of ourselves and Oak Fire Pizza. Now, lines are open also with regards to love. So it's our fifth and final giveaway uh, for the Cork International Hotel overnight. But can I just say, uh, in, about, in about a half an hour's time, about 20 to midday today, I'll be joined in studio by the very funny the very, very funny Bernard Casey, who's actually playing, I believe he's playing the uh, the Opera House, I think. What's the date of the Opera House gig? I'll be asking him that. It's the Opera House on February 18th. So we'll have some tickets to give away for that. Uh, and I think lockdown's been very, very fair and very good for Casey because he's been doing fabulous stuff online over the past couple of years, YouTube and Facebook, all of his little videos. So Bernard Casey in studio around about 20 minutes to midday. We'll have a bit of a laugh, I hope. Um, But I want to pick up on partners and love stories and romance after the break. Thank you for making the Neil Prendeville Show the most listened to talk show in Cork again. Cork's Red FM. All right, okay, let's get all lovey-dovey. Here we go. All right. Sound like Barry White. Okay, massive response to this. Really and truly. Lots of great calls for you. Do them in a second. Just a couple of texts on our love stories. We met, got engaged, and got married. This is how. My my partner and I first met in a nightclub 15 years ago. He came back to my house as I was having a house party. Everyone ended up staying, so I was dropping people home the next day. He was the last for me to drop off. He didn't open his mouth to me. It was the longest spin to his house. Not a word. But later that day, he messaged uh, a few of his friends looking for my number. And as they say, the rest is history. Hope he started talking. He proposed on Christmas Day in front of all of my family. And we got married nearly two years ago. Well, he had to speak if he proposed, I suppose. So we have two kids, two dogs, and a house. Fifteen years together. 
he's not the most romantic man <laughs> but he is our whole world no matter what life throws at us he's always putting a smile on my face especially when I'm trying to have an argument says Caroline <laughs> he doesn't speak during the argument he just smiles or puts on a doughty pet face thank you for that one met my partner nearly 10 years ago in May coming my late husband had been gone only 7 months the last thing I was looking for was a new partner or even a date I was helping out at a charity event and in he came we just locked eyes and my friend who was there saw it too as the night went on I was chatting to a friend on the same table he was sitting at my friend went to get a drink and I was left there for a few seconds it felt a lot longer I was just about to walk away but then himself started chatting to me we just clicked right away and chatted until we had to leave the function room at 2 o'clock in the morning I told him my life story we stayed in the lobby till half past 4 in the morning chatting and laughing like we knew each other for years we never got to exchange phone numbers but luckily he contacted the mutual friend of ours and asked for the number and the rest is history you just can't put a time or a place on when you will meet someone you'll fall in love with Amanda that is the most beautifully structured and shared text and that love story is fabulous and thank you for it to the phone lines I go Caroline good morning good morning I found love in a topaz station or something like that was it there's a song in it anyway <laughs> absolutely were <laughs> you filling the car or something well what actually happened was um, I was yeah this particular day I was filling and um, he was too and I had known him very briefly years back just to say hi and um, I said oh god there's that there's that guy whatever so I was there again a couple of weeks later and I spotted him you don't think that was I a had, bit kind of weird that he's always yeah. filling this guy he was probably saying she's weird <laughs> like she's following me so yes I kind of said either right, that or I you both run out of petrol at the same time <laughs> <laughs> I said I need to go to Topaz to, to try and speak to this guy again so on third time lucky he's just hanging around um, Topaz with a nozzle in your hand <laughs> I get it that's what, yeah that's what it was like so he was actually gone in to pay for the petrol I had just pulled in to get some so I said look forget the petrol you're going in now to bump into him so he was coming back down after paying for his petrol and I just kind of stepped out behind everybody in the queue and I went, oh, hi. <laughs> really? Uh, oh, hi. So we just, uh, oh, hi. <laughs> where have you been all my life? <laughs> <laughs> so we had a little chat and... Um, he didn't when say, I back, who is this crazy person? Was this during COVID? Who's this crazy person? No, Six, he, says that, si- he says this crazy person now. <laughs> two metres, two metres. <laughs> <laughs> so when I went back home, I just him a quick text on Messenger to say it was lovely to meet you. How'd you get his number? Uh, Messenger. I found him on Facebook. Oh, you Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> no, this guy has no peace. No, no. So, almost instantly he said, look, it was lovely to see you too if you'd like to go for a coffee sometime. So, I kind of left him hanging for about a month. You didn't check see if he was I- married, engaged already gone or nothing like that no 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 so I texted him after about a month and um, again he asked me out why'd you wait a um, month was that to make him keen is it I don't know I just I think I, I could be yeah it could be um, so to make long story short uh, he asked me out again and I left it another week and he went this one is crazy like, ah, for just, God's sake. I mean, so after that then there's, and there's, day, listen there's dragging it out and there's tagging him along and there's tagging yeah. him along <laughs> So after that, and from this day, we're together, and he is the most kind, caring man. He has never once uh, not turned up on time. Uh, he texts me oh, so many times every day. He's just 
so good. He really is. Um, What's his name? His name is Coleman. <laughs> no way I could get Coleman on another phone line, is there, no? Uh, sorry? <laughs> no way I could get Coleman on the phone, no? <laughs> no, he's actually sick at home at the moment. <laughs> you know what I mean? He's got a mobile phone. I'd just love to, I'd love to get his side of the Topaz story, you know? <laughs> Does he know? Uh, Does he know that you are hanging out in a Topaz garage every single day? <laughs> waiting for him. Um, I did mention briefly that I had seen him and when I the next time when I see him going to the shop I made sure to run in and to No, no, Caroline you, you stalked him. I did not. <laughs> you, you ambushed him. You you set up Well, you know what? Where else was I going to meet him? I was like I knew he was going to be around so fast so look, hey, let's act on this. So are, are you saying if you want to find love hang out at your local Topaz? Absolutely. Go buy you can petrol. Meet someone at Topaz. You don't need a dog or a leader to go for a walk. Just your local petrol station is going to do it for you. Well, I tell you, you can, a dog is very good as well to have whatever. But I, I, it just shows you don't need to be in a bar. You don't need to be <laughs> at a club. Topaz did it for me, and we're together since five years down the line, and I, he's just amazing. <laughs> I, I gotta tell you, from the point of view of winning a prize, that's going to be hard to beat. If it doesn't win a prize, Aww. it certainly is going to win, I think, maybe a bouquet of flowers or something. We'll find out what you win in about 20 minutes' time, all right? Okay. Thanks, Neil. Thank you is so much. Is he listening right now, that poor misfortunate man? I'm not sure if he is. <laughs> okay. Morning, Coleman. Oh. <laughs> good luck. Oh, for God's sake. That's one of the best I've ever heard. Anyway, Paul, good morning. Good morning, Neil. Oh, can you hear me all right, my friend? I can hear you fine. Yeah. Are you not on a hands-free or speakerphone or pods or anything? No, 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 I'm on normal phone. Okay, all right. It's a very, very low line. So let's see if we can get through it. Tell me your story. Yes, uh, I met um, a young lady for a date net Facebook, and uh, it was about ten days ago. And uh, today we're on our first date. We've not actually met yet. We've Okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I really want to hear what you have to say, Paul. I'm gonna drop the line and get Mark to call you back and see if I can improve it. So just hang in there a while, see if we can clean that up. I'll give you that line back and see how you get on with it. Meanwhile, while that's happening, uh, I just wanted to tell you my story of love, or at least how I met my husband. At the age of 18 for me and 20 for Everett, we met in college. Shy guy, wanted to get my attention. So just before a lecture, he started kicking a football and knocked me on the back of the head. He definitely got my attention and we began talking from there. We have three children now, married at the age of 23 and at the age of 28, my husband was diagnosed with brain cancer and passed away six years later. I know it sounds like a, a sad story, but it was a beautiful life we shared for the time we could. And he left me with our three children who remind me of him daily. Who would know or have known that a football to the back of the head would have started such a wonderful romance? Oh my God, Sinead, that is such a beautiful story and a gorgeous tribute to your husband, Everett, who I'm sure you will never forget. Um, sad, sad that he died so young um, and indeed so quickly. But thank you for the text and I hope that Valentine's weekend isn't tough for you and that you live with, his, uh, with your happy memories of him, short and all as your relationship together were. 
Here's one more for you, and then I'll see how the phone line is with Paul. I'd love uh, the night away with my husband, as we're three years married on Valentine's Day. I was a single mother for a year and a half and decided to go on Tinder. I asked my now husband out on a date after two weeks of talking back and forth, and since that day, I've never looked back. He's been my rock because my mum passed away six months later. I was three months pregnant and my father wasn't well either. Uh, He was there for me and my boys every single minute of the day. I'd be lost without him. He proposed to me two years later on Valentine's Day and we were married the next Valentine's Day of the next year. So all happening on Valentine's. So we'd be married three years this Valentine's and he's still my rock and he helps me care for my father now in our family home. You don't give me your name nor his. It's a beautiful story to share and thank you for it. Can I just see if that's any better with Paul? Paul, good morning. Good morning again, Neil. Okay, not not a whole lot better, pal, but I'd love to hear your story nonetheless. Yes, um, I'm a, a young lady on Facebook um, app. Uh, it's a dating app, and um, we've been speaking for about 10 days, texting, uh, calls at least two times a day, and tonight is the first time we meet. And this is your first date in 41 years, I believe. Uh, yes, uh, I was married when I was 18, and uh, my wife passed away nearly two years ago, and this is the first date since I was 15 years old. Wow. Uh, when did your wife, pa- wife pass away? Um, July 2020. Oh, I'm so sorry to hear that. So you, um, you're a bit apprehensive today? You're a bit nervous? Apprehensive, butterflies, nervous. She's calmed me down a lot. She has calmed me down a lot. I've been speaking to her this morning. Yes. Just really, really looking forward to it. Yeah. yeah. The old butterflies yeah. are like as if you're a teenager, I suppose. I've been like a teenager for the last week at least. And I suppose they were the very same feelings you got when you were 16, when you were 16 and your late wife was 18 when you first met. Uh, well, yeah, oh, she was 16, I was 18. Sorry, yeah, it's, it's um, the other way around yeah, here, sorry. You, you... The other way around, yeah, it's been a long time, it's been a long time. And hopefully tonight things will match up. Ah, what's the plan? Um, I'm going to meet at the Maribor Hotel in Douglas for dinner at 7 o'clock tonight. And we'll see where things go from now. Have you met, before? you haven't met her yet? Is this the first time, the first physical face-to-face, is it? This will be the first physical face-to-face, yeah. <laughs> have you seen photographs <laughs> of each other? She's access to my Facebook page and I have access to her Facebook page. So, yeah, we've seen pictures of each other. Yeah. All right, so there'll be no surprises there. Not too many surprises. No. Not too many surprises. No. Okay. Okay. So you gonna you gonna pay? I'm, I'm gonna pay. <laughs> I'm what if, what if she wants to? What if she wants to go fifty fifty? She did want to go fifty fifty, and I just said, um, on the, if there's a second date, she can do she can do the second date. Uh, <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> I pay for everything. Okay. <laughs> so what have you planned? If you get, so, it's, it's gonna have a drink first, a couple of. Uh, Food. I have to drive from West Cork to, to Douglas, so maybe one drink and um, full food, everything. Pe- Petty, you got to go back to West Cork, isn't it? That you didn't book into know. the Mary Did not have a room for you? Um, I think it's a bit early for me to book into the No, no, I'm not <laughs> suggesting that. I'm just saying for yourself, man. Not to, like, it's, I'm not saying get a room. I'm saying just don't drive back to West Cork. I don't know, I might eat the room, I might take the room for myself and just stay there at night. Absolutely. Chill out, man. Have a full Irish in the morning. 
Who are you meeting? What's her name? I'm allowed to ask. She did ask me not to say her name. Then don't say it, for God's sake. Let's not get this off on the wrong foot. We'll just call her M. Would you come back to me on Monday and let me know how you get on with M? I'll come back to you on Monday, let you know, and I'll send a photograph if it all goes well. That's a beautiful story, and I'll tell you what I will do. If I can organise it between now and quitting time today, I'll try and get a bouquet of flowers over to the Maryborough from Stacey at, um, at Chandon Flowers, right? Thank you very much. And I'll try and get them to reception for you. Um, you don't have to tell. You don't have to tell M. Just make sure she knows that they came from Shandon Flowers. And you, you can. Get, would you like to give her flowers? Um. Yes, I would like to give her. I've, I've, I've got bits arranged already. Oh, do you have it arranged? I had some arranged already. Yeah. Okay, I'll step she out did, of that then. I'll give it to someone she did, else. She didn't. She didn't know, but she now knows. <laughs> you better get off the air here, Paul, because you're giving away too many secrets of the planned <laughs> night that you have organised. All right. You let me know how it goes Monday. It's a beautiful story. I will, Neil. Thank you very Thank much. Thank you so much. Drive safely from West Cork and have all a right. great night, pal, okay? All right. All right. All right. It's all right to have butterflies. They're great. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye, Paul. Calling Red FM Studio? Call the new number. 0818-104-106. Remember that it's only WhatsApp texts at the moment for the rest of the uh, the program, and it has been for a couple of days now, so WhatsApp your text to 0868-104-106. Right, more of these wonderful, wonderful texts. And a couple of calls to anybody. Hang in there, Keith and Lorna. I'll get to you in a moment. But just one or two more. I met my partner 17 years ago in Palmanova on Holiday Romance. Last year for my birthday, we went to town. He stopped at Keen's Jewelers and asked me to pick out a ring. We went back to the Paul Street car park where the car was parked and we sat in the car. He took out the ring and asked me to marry him. I would love a meal out together. It's hard to get out with two young kids, says Louise. Morning, I met my partner 15 years ago. We met in the local nightclub. He texted a friend of his um, for my number and eventually started texting me and we got together. Uh, he's, I often wonder when somebody would send you a text like that, would you not block him? when you don't know who they are. But anyway, you're glad you didn't. He's three years younger than me, but he told me he was older. But a month after we met, he asked would I come to his 21st. (laughs) I was 24. (laughs) We're 15 years still together with two kids and married during pandemic. Third time lucky, says Caroline. Good for you. You eventually got him across the threshold and got the wedding done. I say third time lucky, of course, because they were probably cancelled COVID weddings. Here's my love story. I've been together with my beautiful girlfriend, Lorraine, for over four years now. The story of how we met is very funny. October 2017. Back in the better times, where heading to a nightclub was the norm. This nightclub, which is now gone, used to be called Habitat in Limerick. One of my favourite places. I used to spin a few tunes there the odd time, says Ross. So this night, anyway, I was DJ. I wasn't DJing. I was just out with a friend. There was a Halloween theme going on that night. Clowns and flame blowers and stuff like that. They also had a lot of red balloons around the place. Anyway, I was getting up in. Uh, I was. I was getting up in the kind of VIP area. It was very handy back in those days, getting the special treatment treatment because of DJing. This area was slightly higher than the dance floor. The girl, this girl was walking past in one of those balloons. I quite, quite fancied the look of her, to be fair. So I nicked the balloon. She was not impressed. It was at that point when I noticed her friend nearby, and I gave the balloon back to her. I bumped into the friend again on the dance floor later that night, and four years later, we're still together. Uh, so yes, I went for one girl and ended up in a relationship with her best friend. 
A night in the airport hotel would be amazing. We've actually booked a flight from Cork to Tenerife in late March and it would be sweet to spend the night before there. Thanks a lot, lad, says Ross. And thank you too for the story. Back to the phone lines. Keith, good morning. Neil, how are things? Ah, Keith, man, where did you find love, huh? I tell you now, Neil, and I was only saying this, that's what the brand earlier on. I was 11 and herself was 12 and a half. I don't, even know if that was, I don't even know if that was legal, but go on anyway. <laughs> we saw, I remember she made the confirmation need. She walked over by uh, the chipper and chocolate of chocolate brown suit. With a, Who was wearing the chocolate brown suit now? You or her? The white. The white. She was after being a confirmation. In a chocolate brown suit? In a chocolate brown suit that tiny. That's what the, I remember the pleats. She had pleats and everything, but... And she had a turn. <laughs> a 12 year old <laughs> with a perm. We, we got together on you, She had a perm. She right. older than you, is she? She's a, she's a year and a half older. All right, go on. I don't know women. That's seven years. She's like dog time. What I mean? She was a daisy. So the, that, they, they were, you we both were 12. Go on. She was 12 and a half, and I was 11. Right? So next one we got together and things happened and whatever and look. We went away to England and we had to go to England. Right? I was a father of 15. <laughs> what? Really? I was. Serious. Okay. I was a father of 15 there. I said, and a granddad did. He's away walking in Finland over at the moment over there. I said, the granddad. I must say, right? But they, we went over anywhere. Walked to England. We had to go to England at the time. And... We met up with this priest over there. He was a Dublin fella. Did That's you elope? Did you elope the two of you? We did. The two were legged it. We legged it. Uh, I nearly rode the boat myself. <laughs> <laughs> we had to go. But hey, we were there anyway. I didn't know about it. So we were there a couple of years and then as a great track there, right? And next of all, my wife said to me, Oh, babes, she said to me, Keith, you asked me to marry you last night. I said, wait. Last night, she said. Well, yes, I said, we go ahead with it anyway. Do you know the marriage course, Neil? Do you ever do a marriage course? Yeah, a kind of half a thing. The priest came to the front room and we had a bit of a chat. There like. you go. I didn't have to go into the sacristy or sit around in chairs with 10 or 12 well, other Neil, people or anything like that, no. He yeah. said, no, silver or opening, right? And he was a Dublin and the priest. And he said, Keith, look, I do the course for you, the marriage course. I got onto the priest over here, the robot. Neil, I was there and they said, no, just be sent ourselves. And the first question over the priest, right? Keith, why do you want to marry Elizabeth? You weren't get this you weren't still fifteen at this stage getting married. You got a bit no, You got no, a bit older, we did you? Yeah. Uh, we were there for seven or eight years. So you proposed at twenty three, is it? Jesus, how long we married at all. I just went out these years and Did she say yes? Right? She said, oh, yes, to the Mario, but I couldn't remember it. Just because it was right? in the pub, you see. In the pub? So, so, the, priest, so the priest said, Keith, do you, why do you want to marry? What's her name? He said, and he said why, why do you want, you want to, to marry, marry Elizabeth? Elizabeth? I said, fair, but I said, uh, I love her. 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 I love her, Your Honor. I love her. And he told the road, and then Elizabeth, why do you want to marry Keith? And she said, I don't know. <laughs> well, Neil, I'm not talking with you. 
the free stuff that he, I'll be back again. See, he says there, I go out the room there. He went out the shoulder of flying. You could hear him laughing. Did he? Why would you turn around and you love me or something? Uh, it's very quick off the map, wasn't he? Didn't have time to think. No. <laughs> They were split together. Oh, fair play to you, boy. <laughs> fair play to you, kid. Well done. I well done. I for the night away in the road. Apparently, apparently oh, she doesn't even want you to go. Yeah, she go over our frenzy. I said, well... But it's a double bed, like. Do you not want to get into the bed next to her? That need to know something, no, that's a, uh, uh, Go on, yeah. It's a double bed, yeah. That's the right answer because you don't want her changing the door, the key of the front door. I'll talk to you later on. Let me get one more quick one on here, Lorna. <laughs> Hi Neil, how are you? All right, good. So, where'd you find love? I'm assuming you did. So, about nearly 14 years ago now, um, we found love on the air coach bus from Dublin to Cork. Um, so, somewhere a little bit different, but um, I had been up with a friend of mine in Dublin for the weekend and. My now husband had been coming back from Scotland visiting friends of his and like usual I was stage shopping too late and racing to the bus. I'm always running late for everything um, and racing to get the bus and the bus driver said to me, oh, you know, sorry, bus is full. Bus is full, um, God. <laughs> nothing we can do and I said, oh no. It's like, you know, thinking how late it was going to be before getting back back home to Cork and um you know, saying, oh, okay, look, you know, nothing you can do that's grand. And, you know, when is the next bus? So he was like, you know, come on, girl, throw your bags onto the bus there and get on before anyone sees you. So <laughs> did you end up Did you end up sitting next to um, someone you fancied, so he, is it? No, so the bus driver told me to sit in in the seat behind him. Oh, my God, you fell in love so with many. the bus driver? No. <laughs> yeah, he had to keep so many seats free for the next stop and... He was after turning people away already, so he said, just sit in there, stay quiet, you know, don't make too much notice of you getting onto the bus. Um, so sat in anyway and, you know, just getting settled. And next thing anyway, um, this guy comes from back down along the bus. He was already sitting down further and he says, here, do you mind if I sit there beside you? And I was kind of thinking, gee, like, you know, who is this weirdo, <laughs> you know, coming from behind me in the bus and um, I was like he was like oh you know I, I feel a bit sick in the bus and long journeys when down the back and I was like Grancher looks it away down there um, so yeah that was that was history started chatting and um, realised how small a world it is his grandfather was my grandfather and father's car mechanic for years so <laughs> kind of felt a bit of a connection then that you know what are you both like a small town <laughs> or a village or something <laughs> No, we weren't even from the same village, but he had my my dad used to travel to this this lovely man for his his. Ah, well, I mean, if your people knew his people, then this is a good a reason See, to get married, even if it's just the mechanic he shared. <laughs> that's how it's done in the country. You kind of feel like you know someone then, but um, so no, that was you know it started chatting and a long way down from Dublin to be chatting to someone and. And um, the rest, as they say, is history. That's it. Well done. Like, Great story. His friend Lovely had story. tickets for Bon Jovi, and he got my number that way then as well because he got he got me tickets. And um, this is nearly fourteen years ago now. And then with the the proposal, he dragged me up Carn Tool, and I was I I love I love hill walking, but oh my god, head he, was he all made over you he made you work for that ring, didn't he? 
Up the devil's you know, ladder and everything for that ring. Oh, stuff. And I, I hate heights. So all I was doing is going up. I hate this mountain. Get me off this mountain. And I was literally crawling at times because I just thought, I'm so dizzy, I'm going to fall off this. But Woman dies on mountain when husband, as husband proposes <laughs> with ring. I said, the, the ring, the ring, oh. and it froze on the finger too and tap it there. Oh, what a kiss, eh? It did nearly freeze because his name is Roland, so we we had this thing that we were Rolo, and and he had he actually froze water in his lunchbox and put the, the he brought the lunchbox up with him too. Lunch is that's I'd say he 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 still up the confirmation money. I'd say. <laughs> I'd say the ring came out of a, out of a, a kinder surprise. I'd say. Huh? A lucky bag. A lucky bag. A lucky bag. Up and tap a to her. How many of you go up there to, 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 to get proposed to you? That's it. Uh, uh, you're, you're damn lucky you got down there at all. Uh, you should have brought a priest up with you and, and did it all of them. Why did you get married up there, Clara? Oh, stop. Well, I tell you, I skipped down that mountain fairly fast then. I'd with, say, oh, did you not chase the fall of ground, brother? The fall of ground, Go on, but listen, yeah, lovely no. story. Thanks for it. Look, good on, Thanks a million. How are you, I'm Dunkel. How are you, Principal? I'm good, man. I'm That's good. good. It's good to be inside. Just, I, I was always wondering where was the Ready Film Studio. And I pass it every day when, 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 I, when I come into Cock. Huh? You'd miss it, like. Just it's there, kind of, it's discreet. Road. We keep it well hid. Just so, just well, a bit yeah. like Port McGee. We keep it well hid. Exactly. Don't tell too many because too many come then. Ru- ruin the kind of the I, hope I hope I'm still welcome down there. Oh, you're, 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 you're welcome back. Yeah? I remember when you first came down, you the ponytail. It was right down to the, down to our, to our bottom. We'll have to say bottom at the sound of the day. Right down, boy. That's, mm-hmm. why I, that's why I had difficulty trying to find clips to play. Because you dropped the F-bomb way too much for radio. But you see, it, it's not on purpose. It's kind of, it's just the, the flow, you see. It, it, it's kind of natural flow, the, the, the... It's just, you, it's just how you talk in South Kerry, right? It just kind of does. Like, it's a, it's a, a different level of high no English, really, <laughs> isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I just need to ask you in case I forget. You know, within Port McGee itself, these are the questions that people get asked, you know? Uh, like chalk or cheese, you know? Jam or uh, chutney. Bridge bar or fisherman's oh bar? Oh, boy, you're, put, you're putting me on the spot now, boy. Uh, you got a text from Gerald Kennedy. Uh, no, I got a text from my the, son, Luke, actually. Luke. T- he was a big fan of pre- yours. He's a big, a big, big, big supporter by Fair Play to me. Yeah, Luke is a top man. I, I do meet him in the... In, in the smoking area of the of the back of the bridge bar, well, I do meet him out the front of the fisherman's. Ah, what a diplomatic, Michael! Uh-huh, Ray I tell that you, is. But you see, you, you can't you can't be nailing your mast, your colours to the mast at all. But you, you, you'll be shunned. You should be in politics. We'll have to go to Valencia then. Uh-huh. Is that like I have to ask because I saw some of the clips online because you know the way you get into a wormhole and I started looking at your stuff. Like really. COVID's been very good to you, isn't it? Because you've got an awful lot of material up there over the last couple of years. Like, we saw the driving tester who was cheating on the wife. We The, the lotto winner in Carisavina is hysterical. And then the, the carpenter who cut your hair in the Turkish barbers. <laughs> that's that's fair, yeah, yeah. He was a carpenter during the boom. And sure, of course, he went, bu- he went bushed in. Because, you see, these fellas, they don't serve their time at all. Back back in the late nineties, there, a fellow would go away, he'd get his papers, and he'd go straight out on his own then. But sure, you'd want seven or eight years under a fellow before I go out on your own. These fellas, during the boom, they'd all go out themselves, and, and, and they, would, they, would, they wouldn't cut nothing. 
You give the address. He lives down the the low road or whatever. Don't worry. Nobody minds when McCarthy the low road is being thrown under the bus, like because he can do deserve it. Like, you know, there's only so many objections you can you can to lodge to on board planala before before people want you to to kind of get your comeuppance, as the man would say. So they they don't mind hearing the bad news about him. Was that the Greenway? Is it the Greenway? He was he was one of the. There was a snail and a snake. Yeah, and he was the snake that was on it. It's a, they, they got rid of it eventually. Anyway, it was just, just going ahead. No, the Greenway. You're happy that it is with all of the cyclists Absolutely. going through the parish. I, I, they can be coming in the droves at four o'clock in the morning. They'll be welcome. Yeah. Sure, if they, have, if they have pockets full of cash, is yes, that you, you, you? What you'll get? No, it's all the car crowd. No, you're mad for 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 Glenbey and Port McGee and places. <laughs> You can you can stop off no at the caravan park in Glenbe and Raspe, take the bike out of the boot and cycle away down then and, and you can cross the ferry. Why would into Port Why would any Why would any Cork people want to see a carry man on stage in the opera house? Well, I suppose it'll probably be the only occasion where the, the a, a, a carry person is shouted at without it being followed by "Get out of here!" <laughs> you know. So it might be a bit. I think there's more of a social experiment, more than anything, really, to see if 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 uh, if see if, uh, see if they laugh at you. Is yeah, it? I suppose to see really if if if, if people have progressed down through the years the Kerry Cork relationship because the whole football rivalry, God bless us, didn't the same as it used to be back in the nineties. You haven't got much to say about that yourselves at the moment. Not, well, not really, not with the holding anyway. In fairness, we'll always give you the small ball. But yeah, it'll be an interesting one to see how how the the Carcanians will 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 take to to myself inside that. How have you gone on over the last two years, though? I mean, it's been yeah, there's nothing happening on stage or anything, so it's been all online. It's tough. It's all on the computer, but and I didn't know I didn't know the control alt delete from the next man. <laughs> No, I didn't know. I didn't know anything. But I, I, I just took the laptop. The only thing I knew what to do was, was open up the screen. That was it. Yeah. But you know, when you get back on set, you're not going to be afraid that you might just say something wrong and get yourself Jimmy Card. Well, that will happen. I'd say anyway. Sooner or later, will it? No, don't, 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 don't. Every every man has his day. Like yeah, every <laughs> man has his day in the sun. But you see, we're well trained below. We have the Healy Rays and all these lads who've been doing it for years. So we know damn well how to deflect any negative uh, any negative publicity. But it might be yeah. out before your eyes that you've upset someone. Like yeah, it could, but sure, we'll, we'll, as the man would say, by we'll cross that bridge when we come to it. <laughs> And make as much twine or dosh as you can between oh, now and then. And pa- pack it all in. The only bad thing about the, the pandemic, it was good to us, you know, as you said, with the videos and we were able to do everything, but blast it doesn't Yourself in the nephew? Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thanks. Yeah. Uh, I'll finish that. You, you finish that sentence there. I'm talking too much and getting carried away. Yeah, sorry. So, um, yeah, as you said, the pandemic was kind of good to us because of uh, videos and things, you know, and, uh, you know, get a lot of likes and attention. But, um, 
Uh, uh, the only bad thing is that there's no more cash gigs you know <laughs> like cash is kind of gone so cash you know, is king yeah it's not really it's kind of the prince no really it's not really king anymore it's, yeah you, you, you prefer the cash in South Kerry I noticed that alright yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. It, it, you know no matter what you're getting they're looking for cash it's kind of it's, it's, it's handy like it's, it's handy exactly we like I think we're, we're kind of it's a it's a, a sensory thing. We like to feel of it. And we like holding on to it, keeping it. <laughs> to touch you it know. in your fingers. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. They just it's like the earth. Like. Yeah, exactly. You know, <laughs> because we always struggle to kind of hang on to it there, you know, because once, once, once October comes really and all ye boys go back to Cork, like, sure, we have to, we have to hang on to our nuts from what we made during the, <laughs> during the summer. Not those, like the, the nuts we gather during the summer, like. The tourist and, dollars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The euro. To survive wages, all the rest right? because all the boats are back up and no one's going to Skelligs and it goes yeah, very yeah. quiet. Yeah, when the Skellig, the Skelligs closes around October. Late, in fairness, no, it's gone out to late October now. Like you can go around the Skellig still, like so that's handy. And uh, you ever been but, up there? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I go there by sure. The family there, like my my relatives and things, they all had boats and things. And uh, when I was younger and I, I wanted a job for the summer, I used to kind of I used to help with you know putting out the the boys and the fenders and tying ropes and things like that. Like, <laughs> but. Uh, um, it was real a, a really handy tenor to make, like <laughs> you know, like just like it, it wasn't really work. Like when you know, I suppose they kind of felt bad that if they didn't give you something that 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 we'd be we'd start talking about them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we'd be welcoming back the Yanks and everything. But you're you're not probably not down around that neck of the woods anymore. Are you in Dublin now, or Cork, or Galway? Uh, we're, or? We're, well, well, we're we're kind of me and gossip for my uncle. We're we're everywhere. Like you know, we we kind of come from uh, uh, our own parish. Like, but uh, the, the the guy that uh, creates us is uh, is in Ballincollig. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> seriously though, seriously though, to Casey himself, to Bernard, new baby and everything. I hear Liam, is it? That's right. Yeah. How yeah. long? Liam, Liam is just over three months old. Oh my God! It's exciting yeah. times. So, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So it's uh, it's been fantastic, and of course, Rosie is three <laughs> years old. So. We have. Um, I don't recognise the other two Cork children. I know. <laughs> I get that a lot, to be honest. So you're in Cork yeah. all the time, then? Yeah, yeah. We're in Cork for four years, around four years now. Because you, you went to college in Cork and you yeah. did acting in Cork. You Everything went to yeah. in Cork. And was it a break in Galway then, or something? Was it? Um, before I came back, is it? No, I mean when you when you decided actually I can make a living out of this. I'm actually quite funny. What gig was it? Was it? I think it was. It, there was a number of kind of small steps along the way. Really, like I think um, the first big step was there's a thing called the Toilet Duck Award in Galway. You might be thinking <laughs> that, that might have been it. That, that's actually that is a, such a big award within comedy. You know, people outside of it would think ah that's a bit of a laugh and a joke, but it's like the best amateur comics on the scene are put up against each You've other. Got a big thumbs up from Tommy Tiernan. Yeah, I got I I gigged with Tommy Tiernan at um at an event over in London. The the Ashling community, it's a wonderful thing over but in how, London. Do you not he, worry he was, he was with you, but do you not worry that people might do you ever worry that people won't laugh or mightn't understand? Yeah, but you, of course, like that's the that's the nature of the game. Like that's the nature of the beast. Um but when when it comes to not understanding, I don't it doesn't bother me because like you're doing something that you think is funny. People are going to come if they see the stuff online. They're going to come because I think it's funny. The the show is going. So to they're into it already. Like. Yeah, generally. Now, of course, when we were doing stand up in the comedy clubs, that's the the challenge. You're walking in. I, I know. It was the the big thing with stand up comedy? You come into the room. You're like, okay, there's a lot of international people in tonight. There's a there's a, a group from France. There's a, a lot of American tourists. What do I do with my material? Okay, I need to get rid of this. I'll bring in that. 
uh, change this to this, read the room, deliver it to the room uh, as you're as you're it's quite you clinical it. then. A lot of planning involved, it, isn't it? There is, and it's kind of instantaneous planning, really. Yeah, do you know? Like if you're on, they say. Oh no, I'm on first. Do you know? <laughs> That's like, bad. Because you don't have time to read the room. The MC will do their best oh, for 15 Because if you're down along the list, you're, you're down along the list. You're like, what's going on. Exactly. Yeah. You're like that fella on the front there. No, he is no crack. Don't do anything towards him. Um, the crowd, the, 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 the Canadians, they love the stuff. Keep going with that. They were in Dublin for the week, top, bringing you Isn't Dublin that, material. It's amazing the way we have to research. Because I saw Frank Skinner say once on a stage that you know I'm the comedian. Yeah. He says that he can gauge he gauges the room early by by dropping a really crude uh, yeah. over the top joke to yeah. see how far he can go and then he gets an idea for the rest of the you, night from you that. You do, you do that that that's one kind of key thing and and an MC will do that as well. An MC will say, "Okay, let's crowds see differ what, on a night." Do they, they do completely differ particularly in comedy clubs, you know, like uh, they will differ um, in in terms of what they're interested in and things. But like where that, does your so. inspiration come from? Because it is very gossipy and chatty about where you grew up. And are they all real life stories, or are there any you talking about people in particular? Uh, the, uh, the big thing with with the characters, I think, um, is that it's everybody and it's nobody. <laughs> Do you know? As in Nobody comes up and says, you were talking about me. They don't, but they'll always say, you were talking about, about Mike, weren't you? I'm like, no, I wasn't. The, the, the kind of this first summer where, where it became big, people were, uh, every bar I did that, they're like, come here to me. I know who it is. It's like I the fish. Yeah, like, like, pulls you aside in the moorings. Yeah, yeah. Listen, you're, you're in hot water, no, boy. Good luck to me. <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, there's a few things. All right, where people go. Hey, no. <laughs> but what it is really is the um, the stories you've heard of, like growing up. Like you know, Port McGee. Like it's it's great character. It's full of racket and blackguarding, and there's all sorts of that. So you hear all these stories from being in school and football and everything. So you might take a lot of it. Would be a line you'd hear. You know, like say one line. You know, could be any line at all. You know, like a. Oh, he 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 got he, he got a queer fright when he woke up in the morning, huh? And you're like, okay, queer fright. He woke up in the morning. That's a great one. What happened? Why did he get the queer fright? So <laughs> I love the way you changed what was a very quiet, cold Polish barman into six months later yeah. a native Kerryman. <laughs> That's the, the that, thing. I've seen that happen. You, everyone's absolutely. seen that in rural Ireland. Yeah, it's 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 everywhere. You know, it happens everywhere. <laughs> over um, the months, they just over become, the months. They generally, it's like. Hello, how are you? I remember coming in once, and uh, one of the lads. He was. It was. his literally his first week, and we used to come in when we were about fifteen to play darts, you know. And uh, this guy couldn't have been more accommodating. He was. Uh, was like, yes. Would you like the light? I'll turn on the light. Excellent. Would you like a jug of water? Would you like uh, perhaps some snacks while you play? And we're like, how old are you? this fella's sound out altogether. And then. You, but down the line, six months later, you walk in. You know, you're so tall out there and go, come here, you, you, you want to buy something? I want to drink the free water. What's wrong with you? Same uh, guy. Uh, same fella, that's the crack now. Totally. Uh, come here, don't be making noise over there too. And I'm not choking for you, you have to do the chalk yourself. And don't mind using the calculator. You've got to, you got to go, you got to school for a reason, like. <laughs> Oh man, will you stop? Listen, can I give away a couple of tickets for the February 18th? That's only next week. It's week today. It's uh, week you don't today. have far to travel to the Opera House. Thank, here. Yeah, that's the great thing about it. <laughs> it's literally in the road now, like, you know. From Balancholic, isn't from it? From Balancholic, in the road and, and park up wherever. Christ, where will we park? <laughs> that's the, do you know a great thing about parking, actually? Is that, well, do you know, going to Kerry Games uh, down through the years with my parents, my dad, and my dad would say, uh, 
um, something about, oh, we bought Paddy with us. Paddy is well able to park. <laughs> is that the reason he was that's, brought? That's why he's bought. He's, he's well able. I, he's know, I know people who come in from counties around Ireland, Tipperary and places like that, and you have to meet them way down at Dunkettle because they can't negotiate the yeah, roundabouts. Oh, yeah. uh, I mean, it's just a different world. Or get the bus to Killarney. <laughs> I'll drive as far remember as Killarney. We'll remember get the bus Casey to... forgot to get off in Mallow and ended up in Cork? I, mean, I, 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 I remember that time I uh, We went in two. Ended <laughs> up inside in the, inside in the, inside in the city. Um, you're, you're said you were going to give tickets away for, for next week that's great I said there's about one ticket left for the show is this sold out it's, it's effectively sold out at this stage I'm sure you have the tickets you oh said. my that's god great, well, well if it's possible you beg borrow or steal a couple I'm delighted it's sold out for you well yeah, done thanks yeah. very much you deserve it I'm sure you're selling out everywhere anyway it's great you know, I'm delighted and the people of Cork have been fantastic to me in fairness you know, and, so and no, no need to push tickets then for you it's done. no I don't know why I'm here at all <laughs> <laughs> well it's great you called in and one thing that we're we're going to do is uh, that I've, I've just started is we've done the the, the big theatres the the Cork Opera House next week and everything um, Castle Bar the final week but what I'm going to do is a, a rural uh, rural pub tour so I'm going to go around to the small rural pubs in Ireland around wherever it is Cork, Kerry, Limerick wherever and bring a show to the small pubs. It's been the, a lot of pubs have had a tough two years. Well, would you would you tell me the Cork ones you're doing, or maybe even the Kerry ones and the Waterford we have it, ones? Oh, and the we'll, ones? we'll tell you when they're on. But they're, they're, and they're I'll all push applying. them for you. Yeah, thanks very much. That'd be great. So you yeah, stay in you. touch. Actually, I'll give you my number before you go away, and we can just leave and make yeah, sure that because if there are pubs brilliant. in Cork that would love to have you, then I need to tell people when you're going to be there. Yeah, absolutely. That's, that'd be fantastic. Bernard, yeah, it's great to much. see you. Enjoy the show. Local gossip at the Opera House on the 18th of February. Sold out, but it was good to chat anyway. Thanks You're for coming the, in. The, there might be a ticket, and someone might drop a ticket on the ground there on the way out. Like the I'm going to give away a couple anyway <laughs> do, on the off chance. Thank you'll you very find much. Some in your back pocket. The one and only Bernard Casey. Have a great weekend. Thanks, Thanks very for coming much, in. Neil. Thank you. Cheers. Listen, lads. Uh, after the break, a little bit of housekeeping to finish. Thanks a lot. The Neil Prenderville Show on Twitter at Neil Red FM. You know the deal there. Get dialing now. 100 euro voucher for Spitjacks. Meanwhile, Suzanne, we got you the LED dance floor sorted for the Blossom Ball. Don't know where we got it, but delighted to have done it. Free Food Friday winner for this week. Pizza will feed 15 of you or more. Please say hi to all of my colleagues working hard in the Dairy Gold Accounts Payable in Mitchellstown. You keep us sane. So you win for this week, Ailish. Everybody in Mitchellstown and Dairy Gold, enjoy the pizza. Now, um, I've got last and final winner of our Cork International giveaways. I found love in a towpath station. That's the one for me. It's got to be. It's a super story from Caroline and the towpath story. So we've got the overnight view at the Cork International Hotel. Enjoy that. Can I also say that I have bouquets of flowers to give away for Shandon Flowers on Shandon Street. I'm going to do that on Monday because Monday is Valentine's Day. So there's lots more to do on Monday. So have a good weekend. I'm out of time. I know I'm forgetting something. I just know I am. But they're kicking me out of here. So have a good weekend. I'll see you Monday. Thanks for listening to this Red FM podcast. Don't forget to subscribe and check out redextra.ie for more great Red FM content.